across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines bid to free Stevenage man jailed for growing cannabis, second person charged with Buckinghamshire murder and Easter disruption for rail passengers. BBC Three Counties Radio. A petition has begun to free a Stevenage man from jail after he was found guilty of growing cannabis. The Hertfordshire Cannabis Club has described the 18-month sentence of Anthony Loftman as an appalling miscarriage of justice. More from Tony Fisher. When police raided his home, they found 80 plants growing in his room with a street value of between £6,000 and £28,000. Lofman, who has a previous similar conviction, says he needed the drug to help manage the pain from his arthritis. The Hearts Cannabis Social Club says the 54-year-old should have received a fine and is demanding he be let out immediately. A second person has been charged with the murder of a man whose body was discovered at a Buckinghamshire traveller's site. 31-year-old Adam Fernelli from Dunstable was found at Nash Park in Nash last month. 30-year-old Gemma Price from Bedfordshire is due to a appear at Milton Keynes Magistrates Court today. A 33-year-old man from Derbyshire has already been charged with murder. Seven party leaders will appear on the same platform later in the main televised debate of the election campaign. This evening's broadcast will bring together David Cameron, Ed Miliband, Nick Clegg and the leaders of UKIP, the SNP, Plaid Cymru and the Green Party. John Tong is a politics professor at Liverpool University. It's an extraordinary format. We've never had any sort of debate with seven party leaders involved and the format would be very, very difficult in terms of workability. It's a big chance, I think, for the small parties because, in effect, they are given the same status. This is a seven-way tear-up on air. Nine people from the UK have been arrested in Turkey, accused of trying to enter Syria. Unconfirmed reports suggest the group includes women and children, but it's not clear if they were trying to join jihadist fighters. A man was airlifted to hospital after being cut free from a crash on the Hemel Hempstead Road just outside Redbourne yesterday afternoon. The emergency services were called just after 3.30. Network Rail says it's determined that disruption which delayed thousands of passengers over Christmas won't be repeated this Easter when it carries out major Major work in Hertfordshire. Parts of the West Coast main line will be shut with Virgin trains running no further south than Milton Keynes. London Midlands services are terminating at Hemel Hempstead. Philip Haig is a rail journalist. Because the majority of people are off work, you don't have the thousands and thousands of commuters travelling every day. So actually when you add up the total number of people travelling, it's far fewer over a weekend like Easter than it is on a, on a normal Monday to Friday. In sport, Liverpool forward Raheem Sterling says he's not a money-grabbing 20-year-old, despite turning down a new contract worth £100,000 a week. And the region's football clubs are preparing for a key Easter period, with matches tomorrow for promotion chasing Wickham, Luton, Stevenage and Watford. The weather, early rain should clear, leaving some sunny spells this morning, cloudier this afternoon, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I'm still waiting for my computer to warm up. <clears throat> I don't know where the girls' muffs are. It really is um, um, one of those days, huh? Everything's slowing down for the crucifixion and then the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, man alive. 
not really. Dope. How rude. Delays and drinking to excess. It's a bank holiday. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Never mind the furthermore, the plea is self-defence. Now, a petition has been launched in a bid to free a Stevenage man jailed for growing cannabis. 54-year-old Anthony Lofman pleaded guilty to the charge but claimed he needed the drug to manage his arthritis. Arthritis. The Hertfordshire Cannabis Club... What? Says the 18-month sentence... What? Says the 18-month sentence is a miscarriage of justice, man. Catherine's got the details on this. Uh, uh, how much of this uh, was of cannabis was Anthony Lofman caught with? Well, wait, please. The other one, please. Sorry, that's because that one's rubbish. You know, you know the score. You know the score. There we go. Speaking of scores, when police raided his home in Church Lane, Stevenage, they found 80 plants, each about 12 inches tall, growing in his bedroom, uh, with an estimated yield of up to 6.5 kilograms, and therefore a street value calculated between 6,000 and 28,000 So not pounds. masses, because you often hear people say, well, a haul of a million pounds worth of drugs. So it's not... Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and this is the extraordinary part. The 54-year-old claimed that he'd picked hemp seed out of bird feed, yeah. uh, and this was the cheapest way for him to grow his own to get hold of what he needed to ease the symptoms of his condition. It wasn't all done on the cheap, though. Police found that he'd installed a ventilation, lighting oh. and heating system in his bedroom. Oh. And once he'd pleaded guilty, the court heard that he had a previous conviction <sighs> for a similar thing. The Hertfordshire Cannabis Club. I mean, uh, really? What do, what, have they, uh, what do they say in its petition? Well, this is a petition on change.org, which goes to Prime Minister. Yes, Hertfordshire... I'm just going to Google the Hertfordshire Cannabis Club while um, yep. you see... Uh... Here's what they say uh, online. Mr Loftman was sentenced to 18 months in prison 
Government for Growing Hemp, capital letters, exclamation mark. Hertfordshire Cannabis Social Club feels that the most he should have received a fine, uh, considering it's still legal, uh, illegal to grow hemp without a licence. But for a seriously ill man trying to medicate himself to be thrown in prison for 18 months is a huge miscarriage of justice and he should be let out immediately. And um, that we'll, we'll talk to the group later on, but yeah. uh, what are they uh, saying? Well, outrage generally, saying that the drugs are not illegal. Uh, club spokeswoman Rebecca Walters says this is simply an appalling miscarriage of justice. Mr Lofman's been in prison for treating his own pain in the safest, cheapest and most effective way possible, so say they. Mm. Uh, the sentence handed down to him by the judge was utterly disproportionate and showed a truly shocking lack of compassion. He was harming nobody. In fact, he was doing the opposite. The fate that's befallen him at the hands of the criminal justice system in this country should shock and appall in equal measure Amen. and be a timely reminder of the absurdity of a drug policy which punishes the sick and vulnerable as if they were hardened criminals. Uh, she thinks it's time we moved away from what she's calling a system of criminalisation for cannabis users and towards a more compassionate, logical and evidence-based approach before anyone else falls victim to the insane ideological war on some people who use drugs. Is it really hot in here? It's really hot and it's hot next door as well. What's going on with the aircon, man? Um, we're, we're not doing the should we legalise drugs phone and we're not doing that, guys, because it is Allah. But, um, how can I phrase this? I got stoned with my mum once because she's got MS and, um, uh, uh, marijuana is supposed to be good for for MS, and I kind of said to my mum, "Look, I, you know, would you? I could probably. I work in television. I could probably find someone if you'd like to try some." She's like, "Well, um, yeah, okay, then why not?" So I got some um, some uh, what did they call it? Grass weed, and um, she didn't smoke it. We had it in a cup of tea, and I said, "Look, I'll have it with you. You know, and we'll we'll see what happens." And we had it in a cup of tea, and uh, um, like an hour later, she's going, this is really having no effect on me. And I had to point out that she had been peeing herself, laughing, watching Countdown, and telling me stories about um, um, what a dodgepot my granddad was for Say the last that. hour. So I said, Mum, I think you're a little bit stoned, man. Countdown is pretty funny, mind. She w This was classic Whiteley era as well. Oh. She was loving the count. She, I mean, she was literally in hysterics watching Countdown, going, I don't think this is having any effect on me at all. Don't get stoned with your mum, kids. It's weird. But uh, obviously, it's not something she pursued for the management. She didn't like it. She, uh, she, the, the thing for her MS was she. It's kind of supposed to ease the pain, and she doesn't get. She's lucky. She doesn't get much pain with it. She's got loads of other symptoms, but she doesn't get much pain. So um, she then went on a, on a trial of cannabis at, at a Reading hospital, like proper legitimate. Um, uh, medicinal trial of the stuff. Uh, so, and how did that work with you all sitting around on beanbags? <laughs> this or was is it the, tablets? This is the thing where I had to, because she can't write uh, anymore, and I had to fill in the questionnaires for her. And this is the one where I had to say, I said, right, man, we've got a question coming up that I, I don't. We're gonna, I'm gonna ask this question, these questions, and then we're never gonna speak of this again. When was the last time you had sex? When was the last time you debated? When was the last time you had an orgasm? Oh, hey! wow. ah! What's that, Whoa. what's that got to do with ganja? Whoa! It's to find out... Hey, ah, it's to find out Whether about it pleasure works. and stimulation of your mum's duty! Ah, wow! Anyway, it turned out she was on the placebo, so that was a waste of everyone's time for three months. Let's have some of this.
just, I just tweeted. I tweeted this yesterday, and I just tweeted it now. It's, it makes me laugh so much. It's a shreds version of Daydream Believer. Now, the sh- well, it's not quite a shreds because the shreds videos are where you've generally, when you've got like people like Eric Clapton wanging on on his guitar, and they've dubbed over like really bad guitar. Yeah, and it's hilarious. This is like the Ghostbusters video. The so musicless video. The musicless video. So it's Daydream Believer without the music. But apart from the bit when they're playing the piano, but they're not really. <laughs> and Mickey's hitting the tambourine. It's hilarious. So I just tweeted that at Ian Lee. But also look for the musicless Ghostbusters video, because that's weird. And this all started with the musicless um, dancing, dancing in, in the, the street. street, the um, Jagger and Bowie. Yeah. thing. They're very funny. The, the, the original, uh, this, I guess, going back even further, started with the literal video. Have you seen those? No. The literal video. So for the video for, literal video for Penny Lane is it's describing what's happening on the screen to the tune of Penny Lane. So here, here comes Paul, he's riding a horse, but to the tune of Penny Lane. <laughs> anyway, at Ian now, maybe I'll tweet some more of those a bit later on. Let's get the travel news. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking quite quiet at the moment on the motorways, but looking really wet on the M1 and the M25, so take care for surface spray. Elsewhere in Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way, it's looking fine through the roadworks at the Kingston Roundabout, but that could cause delays later on. And in Hemel Hempstead on London Road, there's electricity works going on at Two Waters Road, so expect some queues to start building up there shortly. On the train departure boards, though, there are no major delays or any delays at all showing up so far this morning. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, Sammy, if you could hear the conversation I was having with Kelly Betts while you were doing that travel. <laughs> we're looking for remote control and this, my suggestions of where it might be. Oh, sh- unbroadcastable. 6.16. It is Thursday, the 2nd of April already. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A petition has begun to free a Stevenage man from jail after he was found guilty of growing cannabis. A second person has been charged with the murder of a man whose body was discovered at a Buckinghamshire traveller's site. And rail passengers are facing Easter disruption due to major works at Watford. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. Uh, I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. What are you doing? Just helping. How is that helping? I'm going to get you it on here. Ah! What fader is Dealey on? Three? Three. Yeah. Justin? Boss, what's going on in there? Mate. You OK? What's... Mate, I, it is an... Ap- 
It is a literal night. It's literally a nightmare. It's a nightmare scenario yeah. in here. You're going to be crying yourself into your sleep tonight. Oh, mate. Well, I'm not going to be doing what you were doing to get to sleep last night. Uh, yes. You, yes. No, not that. You were. He was up at eleven o'clock last night. Yeah. Watching pop. Mm. And um, bizarrely, they played a song that got me in trouble on the telly. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention it, but now you mention have, it. Uh, yes, let's mention it. A few weeks ago, yes. uh, you appeared in the Daily Mail because you played a record. Yeah. And you thought, oh, those lyrics not quite right for the year 2000. Take a bit of white man, uh, yeah, yeah. I, had a bit of black man. Blue mink. Melting pot. Melting pot. So you stopped it straight away. Yes. You apologised. It ended up in the Daily Mail. Scandal. Yeah, an, an absolute scandal. Last night watching ITV. Yeah. Uh, 11 o'clock, which is, you know, I would say arguably prime time. Well, arguably not. Well, I... Uh, no, prime time... Uh, get, no. No, prime no. time's like between half past six and nine o'clock, I yeah. think. Yeah. OK, not far off it then. Well, not significantly... It's virtually late night. It is not. No, no, it's not. It, well, it isn't for you because you get up at silly o'clock. But yeah. for the rest of the world, that's late night TV. Well, that it wasn't is three o'clock in the morning, was it? So no. Lot, no, but on a week. Yeah. A Working people, week. A lot of people are still up at 11 o'clock at night, aren't they? Well, OK. Anyway, get to the point. OK. So uh, they, they were playing old 70s pop videos, and they said, here's a great song from Blue Mink. And I thought, no, surely not. No. Melting Pot. And they played it in full. No apology. Straight yeah. out there. They played it, and they loved well, it. Well, OK. Fine. If they can play it, Justin... Oh, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. If they can play it, Justin... Yeah. I can play it, Justin. Um, Whoa! What, uh, what, where do we stand on this, guys? You can play it tonight at 11 o'clock. <laughs> I'm going to play it now. Justin, would you like to introduce Blue Mink uh, and Melting Pot? Please don't get me involved in this. Okay. Okay. Come on. Uh, here is a 1970s hit which featured on a primetime ITV programme last night. Uh, it's called uh, Melting Pot. Thank you, Justin. In your face, Daily Mail, haters gonna hate. It's the name of my new band, and we're playing uh, on Friday night in Luton.
fantastic. I think we're... Um... Oh, Catherine, you got a little tuft. Got a hair tuft. It's very tropical in here. It's hot. I tell you what, something has gone on. I think something's overheated and blown. Who, who wrote the lyrics to that song, Justin? Uh-huh. My... Uh, no, no, you got this one wrong. You think it's Jonathan King? Yes, don't I you? do, mate. I don't think it is. I think it is. No, I don't think it is. Um, I'll tell you what. I bet you a clown. I bet you a clown. Breakfast is not Jonathan King. Um, what makes you say not? I just don't. I just get that vibe that it's not. Because well, it's, it's not about style. It's not about. <laughs> Um, uh, it's not about some of the naughty things that he may have gotten up to. It just doesn't sound a bit like some of the other ones he wrote, such as Hedgehoppers Anonymous, mm. It's Good News Week, and Everyone's Gone to the Moon. OK, let's... Um, we're, we're on... Uh, it's a clown breakfast up for grabs here. a clown breakfast up for... It, well, it's... An, no, right. it's... No. <laughs> it's an Italian song. Right. Okay. Yes. That was translated. Ah, right. So, so you saying Jonathan King translated it? Yeah. No. no. I'm looking forward to that breakfast. Cheers, boss. Good bet. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let me Google Jonathan King. Let me just get that barrel and scrape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gloria. Let me just kind of fight back my breakfast. Fight back your breakfast. You're such a weirdo. <laughs> Brannigan. Right, I've Googled Jonathan King, Gloria yeah. Brannigan. Um, oh, 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 oh yeah. Justin, I think I'm going to have um, a double batty burger <laughs> and a uh, hush brown, Where's please. The Where's the air first? Uh, the air is on, what's the thing I like to call Wikipedia? Okay, what's it saying? Wikipedia! Who wrote the song? No! Who wrote the song? Gloria is a 1979 love song that became an international hit. Yes. The song was originally written and composed in Italian by Umberto Tozzi so and Giancarlo not. Bigazzi. Yes. Oh, that's a Bigazzi, thanks very much, mm-hmm. says Nicki Minaj. Afterwards, translated to English by... <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to the stage shamed pop mogul Jonathan King! <laughs> hasn't written the song, then all he's done is translated the uh, song. No, no, no. Oh, hang on a minute. No, no mate, mate, Translation mate. is an art. And he's made it rhyme. Mm. Yeah, he did the lyrics. It's not his song. He did the lyrics. He would have been given a massive chunk of that cash back to the original writer. Because hang on a second. It's very rarely that Jonathan gets one of these these days. But, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. It's shamed pop mogul, the discoverer of Genesis, the writer of Una Paluma Blanca, and the translator, nay, the lyric writer of Gloria. Would you please welcome Mr Jonathan King? Gosh, a round of applause. It's been a long time since he's heard one of those, and credit where indeed credit is due. And breakfast where breakfast is due. No, he hasn't in my tum tum. In my, I want the clown in my tum tum. <laughs> Via the, the mouth. Anyway, guys. Yeah. Trains. Oh, blimey! Yeah, Don't I knew there was a reason this. we had you here. Yeah, we got to do this, right? Okay. Yeah. We'll rattle through this because it's a bit boring, just. Mm, yeah. Network Rail has promised to do everything in its power to stop a repeat of the rail chaos at Christmas when it carries out work in Hertfordshire over Easter. An overrunning engineering project caused severe disruption to services to and from London over the festive period. Justin, what uh, is going on over Easter? Uh, well, chaos, um, particularly if you're going to be using the West Coast Main Line. <laughs> well, hang on a minute, yeah. hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> 
Dirty Justin. What? I can see this is going to go on after half past. <laughs> we did. I, thought, I mean, there's only two answers to any question what's going to happen, Justin. <laughs> it's always either mayhem now, or chaos. Justin, right. now listen. Because it, hang on a second, right? Because this, just remember, this is one of your many catchphrases. Yes. Oh, hang on, I've got the fader down. Here we go, right? Here we go. As you know, I, I deal in facts and not fiction. Right, so is, is the fact, <laughs> bearing in mind, we're the BBC, yeah. is the fact okay. that there's going to be chaos? Right. Let me give you one fact which should sort this whole situation out. If you want to travel from Milton Keynes to Euston on Easter Sunday at 8.37 in the morning, yes. how long do you think that's going to take on a train? I don't know. Is it going to be chaotic? Come on, guess. Uh, uh, from where are we going? We're going from Milton Keynes to yep. Euston, Easter Sunday. How long do you think that's going to take you to get from Milton Keynes down to London? An hour. No. Keep going. Uh, 45 minutes. No. Three hours, 53 minutes. Fair play, that is chaos. Is that, is that not chaos? Well, I mean, uh, chaos for me would incorporate some fighting, maybe, you know, some, some swearing. Have I think it's been, just going to be annoying. Have you been to a train station where they say, here's the buses? Trust me, I've been well, in those situations. are there buses going to be... Yeah, but it's on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the West Coast Main Line, it's doubled, I, it's getting I think this story of cannabis has relaxed us all a little bit too much. <laughs> this is, can you believe this is going out on the air? Look, I tell you what, listen, can we come back to you after half past? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the problem is here. <laughs> three hours, 53 minutes to get into London and you think that's normal? I, I don't... I'm sure it's chaos. I don't think it's chaos. Well, what is chaos then? Chaos is people fighting and ripping their clothes off Again. and smashing chairs over each other's heads. I go back to the original Smearing point. poo on the windows. Have that's you, chaos. Have you been to a train station at a busy time where they say get on the bus and go to London? Have you been in that situation? Yeah, but it'll be, on, a, but it'll be on an Easter <laughs> right. Sunday morning. People are not who's commuting. Gonna, who's going to be getting the train at 8.37 on Easter Sunday? What? Losers. That's who. No. Losers. losers. People that want to go and do something nice with their family. <laughs> right. Can we come back to you after half past? Yes. So we'll do this again. Thank you very much. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get busy in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, but it's still looking very quiet on the M25 so far, but looking very wet as well, so visibility could be a problem. In Chesham on Amersham Road, there's roadworks at Clifton Road, which could cause some delays later on. And in North Church on the High Street, there's roadworks at the Mandins, so that could cause some delays as well. On the train departure boards, though, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A petition has begun to free a Stevenage man from jail after he was found guilty of growing cannabis. The Hertfordshire Cannabis Club has described the 18-month sentence of Anthony Loftman as an appalling miscarriage of justice. A second person has been charged with the murder of a man whose body was discovered at a Buckinghamshire traveller's site. 31-year-old Adam Fennelly from Dunstable was found at Nash Park in Nash last month. All wards at Bedford Hospital have been reopened after an outbreak of norovirus, which has lasted over a month and rail passengers are facing Easter disruption due to major works at Watford. Parts of the West Coast main line will be shut with Virgin trains running no further south than Milton Keynes. London Midlands services are terminating at Hemel Hempstead. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Liverpool and England forward Raheem Sterling has denied being a money-grabbing 20-year-old despite there being no agreement on a new contract with the club. Sterling is thought to have turned down a deal worth £100,000 a week. The busy Easter football programme gets underway tomorrow with games for Wickham, Luton, Stevenage and Watford. The League Two promotion battle continues tomorrow afternoon with third-placed Wickham at home to Oxford in the M40 derby. Luton will check on the fitness of striker Elliot Lee and skipper Steve McNulty as they host playoff rivals Exeter with manager John Still facing criticism after a six-match losing run. What it is is what it is, and whatever we have to go with, we'll go with, and we'll work as hard as we can and try and get ourselves back into that groove. Again, when it's tough, it's when people have got to stand up. Well, it's been tough. This has been tough. I've had it great here. It's been tough. Well, I'm sure I'll get a bit tough again. Just go and keep working hard and do what you always do. And Stevenage now level on points with Luton, host Tranmere. The Borough have extended Bruno Andrade's loan from Queen's Park Rangers until the end of the season. Second place Watford resume their championship promotion challenge tomorrow evening. The Hornets go to fifth place Derby. In League One, MK Dons travel to promotion rival Swindon on Saturday lunchtime. And in rugby, Bedford beat the Army 47-24 in last night's Mobs Memorial match at Goldington Road. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Chewing the fat with Justin D. Chewing. Chewing. Now, Network Rail has promised to do everything in its power to stop a repeat of the rail chaos at Christmas when it carries out work in Hertfordshire over Easter. An overrunning engineering project caused severe disruption to services to and from London over the festive period. Well, Justin, you've got more on this one. Mm. What's happening over Easter then, mate? Disruption slash chaos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's moderated his view. <laughs> chaos is a man running around with a knife. <laughs> chaos is what happened in London yesterday when yeah. the pavement would set alight. Yes. Yes. It, you've got to have at least one person screaming. Well, there could be somebody screaming. If, if they're trying to get into London to see somebody they love and suddenly, oh, no, there's no trains, you've got to get on a bus, that, to me... Here's a thought, Signals right? chaos. If you're determined to go into London yeah. on Easter Sunday, yeah. just drive. It's probably going to be really quiet. OK, all right, then what about uh, Good Friday? What about Saturday? What about Monday? What about them? Well, it's going to be the same all weekend. Okay. So, so a lot of people are going to be put out here. I, I don't understand, guys. I don't get it. Chaos is a lack of intelligible pattern or combination. You know that, don't you? Look, it's going to be hectic. Listen, you've, right? you've lost... You've lost... Um, um, what's her name? Not Gloria Aniston. Gloria Stedman. Brannigan. Brannigan. Thank you. Yep. You've lost Brannigan. You owe us all a breakfast, which I'm hoping we're getting today. Uh, no, boss, because I've oh. got to go and talk... Hang on. I've got to go and talk to passengers about potential chaos over the weekend. Do you know what? You don't, because I don't think those people are going to be going in. So let's forget that. You can go straight to the home of the... Of the clown. Of the... You can go to the clown's residence. But I've still not lost the vote, surely. Well, the, 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 hang on. The good people of Beds, Arts and Bugs are going to back me up here. Jonathan Kidd did not... Jonathan <laughs> He's going back to that one. I he thought he was going to be talking about chaos. He did not write the song. He translated no, the song. No, I never song. said he wrote the song, mate. You did. No, I didn't. He wrote the song. I did not say that. Go back and listen to the Can we go back well, and listen I mean, to it, Kelly, to it where I said who wrote the words? If we're going to get a philosophical, it depends what you think the song is. I mean, the song is the thing that is sung. He wrote the words, therefore he wrote the song. No, I never translated said... translated the words. No, I never... No, because... Tra- I mean, I know because I do translate things. Hmm. A translation is one thing, but if you do it literally, right. it's going to be rubbish. He wrote a song based on Here the we original. Go. Kelly, 
Yes. Lot of work for you in the next ten minutes. Do you That's accept right. this challenge? Because you're going to get a breakfast out of it anyway. Of course. Um, can you find the clip where I said Jonathan King wrote the lyrics? Yeah. Not that he wrote the song. Just to clarify that. Yeah. Then can you find? Do you speak Italian enough to translate? I, I can understand okay. it. Yeah. Can you then find the original version of Gloria in Italian? Catherine's going to translate it. I bet it's it. not exactly the same. I bet it's completely. I bet it's even a yeah. different story. They don't even mention um, uh, the, the, them thinking that she's got their number. Mm. All right. Mm. Okay. All right. Ne down. Never mind the alias she's been living under. So what's, um, what's, what work's taking place over Easter then, Just? Chaos. Uh, no, in all seriousness, um, the line in and out of London Euston will be closed for four days over the Easter bank holiday weekend uh, to allow Network Rail to carry out some work. So, basically, no Virgin or London Midland trains will run in and out of London's Euston station. So services will be starting and terminating at Milton Keynes, Rugby in Northampton. There will be, and I repeat, no direct London oh, Midland gosh. services between Euston Actually, and Hemel Now he's put it like that, it does sound chaotic. Mm. Yeah. Or, or, or inconvenient. Yeah, <laughs> annoying. Virgin, Virgin, they're strongly recommending, and you're telling me it's not chaos. Why don't you they... just get a coach? You can get like a coach for a pound. Hang on, he's going to give us the, the reason why it's chaos. Virgin, okay, the people behind this, the people trying to make money, they are strongly recommending that passengers do not travel between Good Friday yeah. and Easter Monday. Yeah, because they've got that's, work's going on. That's a train company saying yeah, that. But do you know why they put the works on then, Justin? Because, because no one will be using them. Well, they think that nobody will be using them. Except one man who's having chaos by himself. <laughs> <laughs> but in saying that, if you want to get a train elsewhere, a lot of people, I'm sure over the weekend, well, would love to go into the capital to, to enjoy the sights and the sounds with their family. The sounds? What sounds? You know, nice sounds. The sounds of buses and taxis <laughs> and ambulances and police cars. OK. Uh, what are Network Rail saying? Network Rail, what they're saying is basically what you just said a moment ago, that obviously that there's going to be disruption, but they have to carry out this type of work, and they've been liaising closely with the train operators to do this at what they think will be a quieter time on the railways, okay. which I disagree with. Okay. Well, we know. Mm. We noticed that. Justin, we'll speak to you just before seven. You don't want me to go to a train station this morning? I mean, yeah. No, well, no, well, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no one's yeah. bothered, are they? Yeah. <laughs> OK. No. Yeah. Look, look. No. Yeah. You I mean, guys. do you want a breakfast or do you want a box of people well, that go and not bothered? I'm aware that we're, we're abusing not <laughs> only our position, but Justin's position as a man who doesn't guys, do much work. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll come back in ten. And these are some of the sounds that you won't be able to hear in London because you can't get the train there because of the chaos at Milton Keynes. Thank you, Justin.
Justin in there a little bit later on and we're going to um, I, I, you're Justin Dealey and I claim my five pounds they used to do that in the 70s our, our man from the newspaper will be uh, wandering through the streets of Bedford between 12 and 2 on Thursday afternoon if you spot him and go up to him and say the phrase that pays you'll win five pounds you're the man from the paper and I claim my five pounds uh, 08459 I'm talking about that gentleman who uh, got sentenced to 18 months for growing um, 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 cannabis. I was growing... Uh, I, I, had a, I have a friend of mine who's excellent at identifying uh, plants, the flora and, indeed, the fauna. And uh, when I moved into a house about four years ago, I don't live there now, he came round and he said, right, well, that's daffodil, that's attorney. I don't know. I don't know plants. I don't know what the plants are, Kelly. I don't know. But he would come round, and he saw one, and he said, "Oh, oh, that's a cheeky plant." I said, "What do you mean cheeky?" He said, "That's the type of closed poppy that grows the good heroin." Hey, hey, hey! Hey, Chihuahua! Hey, Chihuahua! We have. Uh, we'll do. We'll do the Gloria when Justin comes. Well, back. I was going to say, I've just sent you a message with the literal translation of the Italian, oh. and it's what I thought. Where have nothing you sent it like that uh, in EMPS. your EMP. Okay. Well, well, we'll we'll get Justin on before. It's before nothing like what Jonathan King wrote. <laughs> Let's just uh, just. He's up. He's back. He's back. I'm just worried, Justin. Um, because the BBC have really um, lost their cojones in, since since Jonathan Ross and, and Russell Brand. They've lost their cojones, and now they've got all these anti-bullying campaigns, and you can't bully people, and you can't abuse them on air, and you you can't because of certain members of, of, of presentation stuff. You can't yeah. go up to girls behind them and jiggle their boobs and mm. and give them a horse bite on their neck. You can't do any of this stuff. Yeah. What's a horse bite? It's mm. sorry. What's a horse bite? Uh, I'll. I'll show you later. No. On. Where is this going? It, what, no, what it is, uh, it, uh, and I can't find. I've lost all my my good clips. It's basically it's political correctness gone mad. Yes, is what it is. Okay. Somebody. Bye bye. bye, -bye. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. But uh, are you okay with us? Basically. Poning you on the radio. Yeah, go on then. Okay, first things well, first. Try, go on. You claim I said um, uh, that uh, it's th th who wrote the song. Which song are we talking about? Oh, for crying Gloria, out. Gloria. You claim I said 
who wrote a song you don't even know about or can't even say. Yeah, yeah. okay, go You on, said yeah. I wrote the song. Uh, you said, do you know who wrote the song? Yes. Yeah, that's what you claim I said. Yes. Okay, have a listen. Who wrote the lyrics to that song, Justin? My... Uh, uh, no, no, you got this one wrong. You think it's... Thank you, Justin. So I didn't say who wrote who, the song. Who wrote? Who wrote? Who wrote the lyrics? Yeah, who wrote? Yeah, who lyrics. Wrote, well, lyrics, okay. that means song. Yeah. Who wrote the song? Okay, and then lyrics you said song. he only translated it. Okay, so yeah. let, just, just give us the first verse of Gloria, if you can remember the words. Uh, Gloria, 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 Gloria. Yeah, the actual, you know, it goes into the... Does it go, I miss you in the air, I miss you in my hand? Ah. Uh. No? Does it say, that works slowly, I miss the lips that I don't touch anymore? Does it say that? I don't know, you tell me. No, because Jonathan King wrote a different song. Oh, right. And that's the translation. That would be the literal translation. Basically, Justin, yeah, King yeah. wrote the lyrics... You owe me a breakfast. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, so the original writer, you're telling me, got no royalties and no cash. No, that wasn't the argument. No? We, we didn't say, hey, guess who made the money from Gloria by Laura Branigan. <laughs> but he, look, look, he's right. translated... Listen, he's taken a song... Yeah, but he's not translated it. He's not translated it. it. In the same way that... Um, who's the wee man with the, the black hair who um, didn't really translate my way? He rewrote the lyrics oh, to my way. is it not sharp? No. Mm. It's the wee fella. Anchor. I pick your pardon. I'm just trying to remember. Oh, Paul Anchor, yes. So, he, Paul Anchor, mm -hmm. wrote the lyrics to my way. He didn't translate it from the original French. French. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, um, but pop paedophile, Jonathan King, wrote the, uh, uh, the lyrics, the English lyrics. He didn't translate them. I'm still not having it. Still not having it. Well, I don't care if you have well, it or not. I'm having a McDonald's. Yeah. Say, please. No, I don't need to say... I think it's just gone politically correct. Yes, it has. You going to say please? I'm not going to say please. You lost the bet. No, no, I've not lost the bet. Not technically, no. I'm still standing by that, and I'm sure that people, the good people across beds, arts and bucks, will agree with me this morning that uh, you're trying to mug me off, basically. And you know what? I'm going to stand my ground on this one. Well, stand in a queue. 08459 <laughs> 455555. If anybody's still listening to this utter, utter guff... <laughs> Who, um, who's right and indeed who is wrong here? Is it, yeah. is it, uh, Lee or D. Lee? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, okay. Yeah? Yeah. You sure? I'm sure. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's getting busier on the M25. Anti-clockwise starting to build up between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And it's also looking busy at Junction 16 for the M40. In High Wycombe on the A404 Marlow Hill, there's some temporary traffic lights by the Leisure Centre just before Marlow Road, which could cause some queues later on, but they're not causing any delays at the moment on the speed sensors. And in Hatfield on the Great North Road, there's also some temporary traffic lights at St Albans Road East, but they're not causing any delays so far. On the trains, the 720 service from Watford Junction to Milton Keynes Central is delayed. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.46, it's Thursday the 2nd of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A petition has begun to free a Stevenage man from jail after he was found guilty of growing cannabis. A second person has been charged with the murder of a man whose body was discovered at a Buckinghamshire traveller's site. And rail passengers are facing Easter disruption due to major works at Watford. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, good morning. Um, it's not a particularly nice start out there across the three counties. The further north and east you are, the better the start to the day. Um, see some brightness developing here over the next couple of hours or so. But uh, elsewhere, we've seen some rain around and uh, it's a bit of a damp start. Lots of low cloud around. Still a few more outbreaks to come just through the early morning period. And then that will all clear away and things will generally cheer up, actually. So it will turn brighter, bright rather than sunny through the rest of the morning. And then into the, um, certainly by the time we get to the end of the afternoon, uh, eastern areas of the three counties at least should be, um, should see some sunshine actually. It will be dry, the winds are a lot lighter than they have been recently, so not as blustery. And we're looking at top temperatures of around uh, 10 or 11 degrees, 52 in Fahrenheit. Overnight tonight, we start to get a return of all that cloud, all of that rain. And uh, we'll see overnight lows of around 6 or 7 degrees, so it will be a mild night to come. And then as we head into the Easter bank holiday weekend, well, tomorrow's going to be the day to stay in. Uh, there'll be plenty more outbreaks of rain, lots of cloud around, dribs and drabs of rain through the day. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, though, looking dry and there'll be a few cloud breaks. Where we get the cloud breaks, then the temperatures will get up to around 12 or 13 degrees. So, um, so yeah, not looking too bad. That's the book. Easter weekend should mean having a break and spending time with the family. Not for three counties sport. And Alex Lawless has fired Luton Town in front with just 40 seconds gone. We'll be spending our weekend with all our local teams. Starting tomorrow. We're live from two as Luton, Stevenage and Wickham are all in action. It's dropped into the net and Stevenage have taken the lead. Goal! Wickham Rogers have opened the scoring. Poor defended by Duggan and Redbridge. Then in the evening, Watford travel to promotion chasing Derby. And Watford double their you can hear all four games with Three Counties Sport tomorrow from two here on BBC Three Counties Radio. We haven't done any of the stories in the papers, and there are loads. Yeah. Um, and we've got to play the BBC Introducing song because they've been uh, cyberbullying me. But before that, Justin. That? Yes, so, yes, sir. Who are you talking to? There's somebody on the streets. Give me a wave. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> right. So, Kelly, you read the yes. first. I'll read the first line of the um, Italian version. Mm -hmm. Then you read the English. Translation. Okay. I miss you in the air. Gloria, you're always on the run now. Oh, no, hang on. Maybe, okay, maybe oh. the, that's the chorus. Okay, right, no, hang on. This is the, the first bit. Okay. I miss you in my hand. Running after somebody. You've got to get him somehow. That works slowly. I think you've got to slow down before you start to blow it. Blimey. Well, this one does tie in. I miss that lips. I think you're headed for a breakdown, so be careful not to show it. That I don't touch any more. You really don't remember. Was it something that he said? Different song altogether, mate. I look forward to... Uh, tell you what, tell you what, Just, yeah. I'll have two HBs today, uh, two hash browns. <laughs> Why don't you just Google the song and see who comes up under that track just, in brackets as the songwriter? Just, it will not be Jonathan King. I've just done it. He's not the songwriter. He wrote the lyrics. I've just done it, mate. Justin, give it up, mate. You guys give it up. You keep coming back to it. If it, if you know you're right, why do you keep coming back to it? Because you're getting why? on my nerves. Oh, you're getting on my nerves. You're getting on my nerves. Oh, my nerves more. You're getting on my nerves even more. Yeah. Yeah. All right, mate. Thank you. Uh, what's in the papers? Well, this is on the front page of the Independent. <clears throat> Teachers face a storm of bullying by parents. Oh. Teachers are increasingly being abused online by their pupils' parents, with growing numbers forced to endure personal insults, sexual smears, and even mm. threats. Sexual smears. Oi. Reminds me of my student days. Wow. New research shows that parents, rather than children, are the driving force behind a sharp rise in the number of teachers complaining mm. of being abused on social media. Yeah. Now, what on earth could they do about that? 
uh, how about not being on Facebook? You've got all the papers. In an obvious you? way. Give oh, us, I just picked up the pile. Give us the mirror, mate. There's loads in the mirror. I have friends who are teachers. They're not on Facebook under their own names. Here's the... There's a way round it. Here's the thing. I'm always suspicious of the world's oldest person. Yeah, and you know... No, I'm not. I'm always suspicious of the world's second oldest person. Oh, right. The oldest person dies at 117. Yeah, and did you see the pictures of her? No, I don't. Bless her. It, I, do you know what? It didn't look like fun being 117. No. Well, d well, the world's oldest person, Misawa Okawa, she's Japanese, died yesterday at 117. The title now passes to Gertrude Weaver of the US, 116. Mm, where was she yesterday? Exactly. Has she been ruled out of the investigations? But then, so you think it doesn't look fun no. to, uh, to, to, to live for that long? Give me the mail. Page 15 of the mail. Right, OK, let's have it's a look. It's a scary glimpse into what you would consider to be a hellish future. Could humans one day live to 500? Oh, I don't fancy it. That's what a group of eccentric billionaires believe, and they're spending fortunes on the research they hope will make it, hope will make it possible. Well, eccentric billionaires, people didn't think that, that it would be easy to live to 36 many, 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 many years ago, and now look at us. Yeah, but... You're, like, almost double that. Uh, the ancients believed in a magical elixir. Tom Leonard in New York is not taking this seriously. No, he's having a laugh. One day we will live to 500. But don't pull that face. Yeah, don't fancy it. Just count me out. Well, it will happen. Chinese emperors chased the dream by consuming long-lasting precious substances such as jade and gold, often with fatal effects. Well, yeah. Well, that backfired. Although, if you go to posh restaurants, you can get you can eat gold. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? You can get pudding with gold on. Honestly, ima imagine... I'll have a pudding. Have you got any gold pudding? Yeah, I'll have some of that. It's got, got gold on it. Does it come round with a thing like this, sprinkling parmesan? Kind of. Gold. Yeah. Kind of. Thing I mean, is, though, do not taste anything. Elizabeth Bathory, a 16th-century Transylvanian yeah. countess, countess, steady, dubbed Lady Dracula, made a more drastic attempt to conquer death by bathing in the blood of the young girls. Trust me, don't work. Um, today, the quest to prolong human life indefinitely... Oh, you miss out the next paragraph. Oh, I, I, I was getting bored of that. Go well, on, no, what, was, go on. what was it? One infamous scientist, meanwhile, would inject himself with a concoction that contained dog... Semen? Yeah, testicles and blood. At least he didn't have to drink it, unlike those Jamaicans who followed their country's secret recipe for longevity, tortoise scrotum soup. I don't want to live that long enough. Doesn't... Don't energy drinks, he said vaguely, have bull semen in? No. Don't they? Is that why it's called a Red Bull? Barrist? Well, you've just said the name of the product. You've libelled them, if that's not no, true. No, I haven't. I'm joking, because it's such a ridiculous I, idea. No, it's not a ridiculous idea. I am sure... <laughs> I am sure that energy drinks, not necessarily that one, but certain energy drinks... Gives you wings as well as others. Stop making jokes about a specific <laughs> company, for crying out loud. I'm trying to avoid a like, illegal minefields. D d d d I'm sure... 08459 455 555, if you're a fan of those awful drinks... Um, I had one on Saturday. Oh, now I'm feeling dirty about it. Red Bull and vodka. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, that had a very unfortunate effect on me once. Um, they have, some of them have, bulls semen in. No. I am sure. Oh, wait, that was the chair. They don't mention that in the adverts, do they? Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Kelly. Yes. I've been cyber-stalked by um, a load, load of kids online. 
The tides. The tide is high. Nope. Tides. The tides. Nope. Tell me, you got 20 seconds to tell me about the tides. They're called tides. They're brilliant. They're pop punk. Uh, they're what? from Hitchin ish area. They've combined genres. What? They've combined genres. Yeah, genres that clever. hate each other. Yeah, this is going to be interesting to see how it gets on. This pop is... and punk. This is their. New uh, Kids new versus the Sex Pistols. Punk. Who wins? They should call it's it punk. Yep. Called Spare. Time. Well, I'm sure they won't have any spare time after this song gets to number 14 in the charts. I just don't know what you do in your spare time. Tides, spare time, tides, the tides. These the spare the spare time and their song tides. Spare time, something these guys certainly won't be having, as they're going to be very very busy on the chart show and top of the pops.
and um, certainly uh, getting those photo shoots in for <laughs> Smash Hits magazine. They'll also be running away from Maroon 5. He would be furious. Now, are Maroon 5 the ones with the secret smile? No. no. Who was the secret smile? And do you know what the secret smile was? Yeah, I've got a good idea. Yeah, it was um, his girlfriend's um, his girlfriend's smile. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 towards London, it's looking slow around Junction 9 for Redbourne and the A1M southbound is also very busy between Junction 2 for Wellham Green and the M25 at the South Mims Junction. Also, looking at the M25 on the cameras anti-clockwise, it's very busy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford and it's also looking really wet on the cameras, so expect some problems with visibility. And Mill Hill on the A1 Watford way there are queues building up between the apex corner and mill hill circus and on the train to 720 service from watford junction to milton Keynes central is delayed samantha bruff bbc three counties radio thank you sammy so what have we learned in the first hour we've learned that justin's going to buy us all a nice breakfast two hash browns for me jonathan king wrote the lyrics to gloria Oh, and lots of other bits and pieces. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines campaign to free Stevenage man jailed for growing cannabis, second person charged with murder at Buckinghamshire Travellers' site and rail passengers facing Easter travel disruption. BBC Three Counties Radio. A petition has begun to free a Stevenage man from jail after he was found guilty of growing cannabis. The Hertfordshire Cannabis Club has described the 18-month sentence of Anthony Loftman as an appalling miscarriage of justice. More from Tony Fisher. When police raided his home, they found eight plants growing in his room with a street value of between £6,000 and £28,000. Lofman, who has a previous similar conviction, says he needed the drug to help manage the pain from his arthritis. The Hearts Cannabis Social Club says the 54-year-old should have received a fine and is demanding he be let out immediately. A second person has been charged with the murder of a man whose body was discovered at a Buckinghamshire travellers site. 31-year-old Adam Fernelli from Dunstable was found at Nash Park in Nash last month. 30-year-old Gemma Price from Bedfordshire is due to appear at Milton Keynes Magistrates Court today. A 33-year-old man from Derbyshire has already been charged with murder. Seven party leaders will appear on the same platform later in the main televised debate of the election campaign. This evening's broadcast will bring together David Cameron, Ed Miliband, Nick Clegg and the leaders of UKIP, the SNP, Plaid Cymru and the Green Party. John Tong is a politics professor at Liverpool University. It's an extraordinary format. We've never had any sort of debate with seven party leaders involved and the format will be very very difficult in terms of workability it's a big chance i think for the small parties because in effect they are given the same status this is a seven-way tear up on air all wards at Bedford Hospital have been reopened after an outbreak of norovirus, which has lasted over a month. The hospital says their outbreak has been declared over, but with cases of norovirus still in the community, they are being extra vigilant. A man was airlifted to hospital after being cut free from a crash on the Hemel Hempstead Road just outside Redbourne yesterday afternoon. The emergency services were called just after 3.30. Network Rail says it's determined that disruption which delayed thousands of passengers over Christmas – 
won't be repeated this Easter when it carries out major work in Hertfordshire. Parts of the West Coast main line will be shut with Virgin trains running no further south than Milton Keynes. London Midland services are terminating at Hemel Hempstead. Philip Haig is a rail journalist. Because the majority of people are off work, you don't have the thousands and thousands of commuters travelling every day. So actually when you add up the total number of people travelling... It's far fewer over a weekend like Easter than it is on a on a normal Monday to Friday. In sport, Liverpool forward Raheem Sterling says he's not a money-grabbing 20-year-old, despite turning down a new contract worth £100,000 a week. And the region's football clubs are preparing for a key Easter period with matches tomorrow for promotion chasing Wickham, Luton, Stevenage and Watford. The weather early rain should clear, leaving some sunny spells this morning, cloudier this afternoon, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Okay, I've just deleted. No, no, hang on, hang on. I've just retweeted, that's the word, the uh, Penny Lane literal video. If they're fine, the first one wasn't the right one. Ignore the first email, go to the second email. Breakfasts. Um, I don't really remember. Hang on a second, I don't know. Across beds, bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't feel that we really did anything in the last hour. We talked about so much. I was going to throw out some talky talks, and there's not really a lot to talk about. Well, Snuffers wants to talk. Oh, he's talking about people who are properly old. Hey, Snuffs. Morning. How are you? I'm all right, fella. What have you got for us? Would you want to live to 500? Uh, I, no, probably not. Um, but um, my my grandmother basically my, my grandfather died when died in 1997. My grandmother then went into this was in South Africa. She went then went into an kind of old age residential home. And on one of these trips that they go out on, she basically met her um, first ever boyfriend. Oh, hello. A guy called Norman, and and they basically grew really really close, and they were basically best friends until she died in 2007. Yeah. And so we would, when we would go on holiday, we would meet Norman, and we got introduced to his dad, who was he he died in 2002 when he was 105. Flipping heck. And he um, he was born in 1897. Yeah. He remembers being on the streets of London for Queen Victoria's funeral. And he could recount exactly what he did that morning. But then even more ridiculous as well is that he actually lived in Liverpool and used to work on the ships. Yeah. And he was a cabin boy on a ship called the Carpathia. Now, the Carpathia was the first, one of the first ships to reach the Titanic when it sank. Yeah. And he was basically, his job was basically getting people from the lifeboats into the Carpathia. Blimey. He took two children... A five-year-old and a six-month-old, yeah. five-year-old boy and a six-month-old girl, yeah. into the boat, looked after them until they got back to port, and then the, basically what happened when they got back to port is there was social services, everything, everyone was there, basically any children whose parents had passed away were taken and yeah. put into care. Oh. When he turned 100 yeah. in 1997, because he was a British citizen, moved South Africa, he got a letter from the Queen, yeah. he also got a letter from an 80-odd-year-old woman who said, I've tracked you down. I was the six-month-old baby Blimey. that you took off the Blimey. Flipping and, heck. Uh, and he, 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 he was absolutely... When he died, he was 105. I, I was with him probably about a month before he died. Yeah. And his and you've been ruled out of the inquiries. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. And his memory was absolutely spot on. Like, it was 
Uh, and, and was he was, able? Because the, 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 uh, the, a lot of the concern about growing so old is, is being able to live a healthy and active life. Could he get up and do stuff? He, he was he was absolutely kind of bright as bright as a button. He would still get up. He would still walk out everywhere. I mean, his son Norman lived with him, but I mean, he would get up. He would walk down to the beach every morning. He would go out and get his shopping. He was completely, or probably ninety percent independent. There were some things he couldn't do, but. At 105, he was still kind of fit as a fiddle, really. Would you want to live that long, Snuffers? Um, I'm not too sure. I think I'd probably just be more annoying to my children. <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? That's, that's the only reason I'd want to live any length of time, really, is, uh, is to annoy, spend as much time as I can annoying and winding up the kids. Yeah, just slowly, slowly fritter away the inheritance. <laughs> Snuffers, thank you very much indeed. Well, there you go. You say you're still not keen, Catherine, on living that long. Don't fancy it. No, no. It's different. Although for... my, I probably will, because my grandmother is ninety. It's different for men and women. Yeah. Because I bet that fella was, you know, he, I bet he was still pulling what, eighty-five-year-olds. Well, because there's more women than men. I it, mean. It, aren't there? Not that I'm afraid of competition, mind, but no. you know. You could always switch over. When you get older. Yeah. Fancy that? When I get older. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Now, a petition. Petition. You try saying that. Bless you. A petition has been drawn up in a bid to free a Stevenage man, jailed after admitting growing cannabis in his bedroom. Fifty-four-year-old Anthony was caught with eighty plants, and told the judge he needed the drug to manage his arthritis. The Hertfordshire Cannabis Club has described the eighteen-month sentence handed down as an appalling miscarriage of justice. Rebecca Walters is from the club. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Tell me about the Hertfordshire Cannabis Club. I was surprised to know that such a a, a group existed. Um, yeah, yeah. We're 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 based. We're actually um, based on Facebook. There, there's quite a few members um, on the admin team. Yeah. We're based all around Hertfordshire, and we 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 basically we we meet up. Um, we try and organise educational events, and we we're, we're quite active in in campaigning for the legislation regulation of cannabis. Um, so, so now, yeah. what happened to Mr. Lofman? How how much did he get caught with? Um, basically, he was caught with around 80 plants um, that were, we believe, 12 in, no, no bigger than 12 inches tall. 80 is um, quite a few, isn't it? Because I, have, it is, I, I yeah. know people that have grown it a long time ago, and they'd had like three or four plants for their own personal use. Yeah, he so was, 80 is a lot. It is it is quite excessive. Um, the excuse that he used, he was actually um, growing hemp, which is um, a very very low THC. It has um, a compound in it called CBD, which um, is what he was actually after the pain killing effect. That's the bit that hemp, gets you stoned. No, THC is the bit that gets you stoned. Right. Um, which uh, hemp actually contains very very little amounts of. Um, so it's 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 totally non-psychoactive he wasn't after it for getting stoned um and hemp hemp plants actually have a much lower yield of flowers than a cannabis plant would so yeah. he would have had to have grown more to get the same amount that he would from a cannabis plant um in any in, in any in, in any case we don't feel that he he should have been criminalized for trying to grow a medicine the safest medicine that was available i, I guess is the problem there, there are two problems as far as i can see one is that he's he's um got caught before so 
yeah. know, he's pretty careless. Uh, and two is is the amount of, of, of plant he was going. Yeah, it's got it's you know it's not as strong as some of the other stuff you could get, but he had a lot of it. And and that that is when the argument of oh it's for personal use becomes a little yeah. bit harder to buy into, doesn't it? Yeah. See, if if he if he had attained a license from the um, Home Office for a, a, an amount of money, yeah. um, he would have been actually grown legally. So, oh. um, the can, fact you get, can you get a license from the Home Office for it then? Uh, absolutely, you can. Um, it's it's just over five hundred pounds for hemp. And a, a, and, hemp. Can, and can anybody get that license? Um, there, there are certain conditions that you have to adhere to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, near enough, anybody can become a hemp farmer. Obviously, not in the conditions that Mr. Le- uh, Mr. Lothman was was growing. But that that's the whole issue is that he 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 shouldn't have been he shouldn't have been growing it in in that way. We know that. But is it really right to criminalise him? He was just trying to to medicate in the safest way possible. We don't feel that he should have received a prison sentence. (laughs) You've got a petition. How many signatures have you got so far? Um, There's 469 on there at the moment. So not a lot? Not a lot at the moment, no. Um, And and since starting it, we've we've obviously looked into... um, the legalities and he, he because there is it's very difficult for them to have distinguished it between hemp and cannabis and once hemp is grown for the drug purpose it does come under um the misuse of drugs act so you know the, the sentence that he received is within the regulations but but we still feel that he shouldn't be he shouldn't be in prison uh, you're not but now the, the 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 Hertfordshire cannabis group. I, I, your, your whole campaign isn't just the, the legalisation uh, for uh, for medical purposes, is it? Do you all sit around get you know rolling up fat ones and listening to Jimi Hendrix? No, not at all. No, not at all. Um, we we campaign for. Um, <laughs> I do like I do like those. I do like them, but um, it's not our lifestyle. We're, we're not what you would call typical stoners. I don't believe there is a typical stoner anymore. Oh, they're, they're, well, <laughs> they're, they're, listen, there is a typical stoner. I've been to but, yes, there is a stero- yes, there is a stereotype, but 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 we are. We it's are so boring, isn't it, Rebecca? It's so boring. Go out and experience being stoned. Go out and experience stuff. Go and look at, go and, you know... Oh, that, I that... do. Oh, oh, we do. I, I personally, I use it because I suffer from a, um, an all-over pain condition myself. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but I, I, I was drawn into the campaigning because I realised that it was actually a cure for cancer. Whoa! Um, whoa, whoa. Hey, Rebecca! <laughs> they are, it is a possible... <laughs> right, first of all, bizarrely, there are some very weird rules about what you can and can't say about yes, cures for cancer. They're bizarre. Yes, but also, yes, yes. that is complete and utter nonsense. It's the, not can, cannabis can be a cure for cancer. It, it is. It is no, very... it's not, Rebecca. Honestly, no, if I honest, you, honest... I would go go onto YouTube, Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca. Go Rebecca. onto YouTube and watch Project Storm. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that because uh, <laughs> no, anybody there, anybody can put a video. Really? Yeah, anybody can put a video it's on not, you. No, no, no. Hello? It's not just a video. Yeah, Hello a, there. Any, good morning. Anybody? It, it, yes, anybody can put a, a video on YouTube and claim it's facts. Yeah, and that is the time of bo- this is a very well well made documentary uh, well, that's I been, could, been made could... over a number of years. Oh right, yeah, and, who, and it uh, contains doc- scientific scientific evidence from scientists. Scientific so. evidence from scientists, Re- Rebecca. <laughs> and, how, and how exactly does cannabis, in your words, cure cancer? The, the the active compounds within cannabis, THC and CBD, and many oh, other cannabinoids dear. within it, 
the active cells oh, can actually Rebecca. destroy the cancer cells. No, they cells. can't. Rebecca, this no? is... No, OK, No, well, no, Rebecca, um, listen, I've done far more research into cannabis than uh, uh, you, would, you wow. would... Yeah, wow, man, than you would ever... Seriously, I used to speak like Ten. that. I have done far more research into cannabis than you would ever believe possible. Really? Yeah. Have you? So, oh, so ha- oh yeah? Rebecca. Oh, yes. So, so you're saying that, it, so that cannabis cannot cure cancer? I am, no saying, I am saying, Rebecca, that cannabis cannot cure cancer. That's exactly what I'm saying. I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. That's uh, Rebecca there from the Hertfordshire, Hertfordshire Cannabis Club, who I was getting on with quite well until she came up with the bullshine line, it cures cancer. Now, I've been in trouble before because I had um, um, a homeopath on who said they could cure cancer. And you've got to be really careful. There are, there are rules. There's a really weird rule, which I can't quite get my head around, but you can't come on and say something cures cancer. So, A, that's against the rules. So, the, apologies for that. But, B... That's nonsense. I mean, that's nonsense, isn't it? And I was... I was getting... Oh, she's got beef now. I was getting on with her quite well until that nonsense came out there. It's a shame, actually, because the story wasn't about that. The story was about someone who is uh, growing his own in order to come... Hang on. Anyway, so... um, Does she want to come back on and have beef with me? Do Do you want to come back on? No, not, not really. really. Okay. Well, what's her, what's her beef that I argued with her? This is the pro- <laughs> this is one of my yeah. many problems with stoners. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M1 southbound between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne through the roadworks. And on the A1M southbound, it's very busy between Junction 2 for Wellam Green and the M25 at St Albans Road. I'm looking at the M25 though on the cameras, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And it's also looking busy in Mill Hill on the A1 Watford Way southbound between the Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus. On the trains, the 721 service from Milton Keynes Central to London Euston has been cancelled. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. We're not doing the should you legalise cannabis phone-in. No way, man. No, la-la-la-la-lazy. boring Don't feel paranoid. Ah. 716, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A petition has begun to free a Stevenage man from jail after he was found guilty of growing cannabis. A second person has been charged with the murder of a man whose body was discovered at a Buckinghamshire travellers site. And rail passengers are facing Easter disruption due to major works at Watford. And I'm facing major breakfast due to having a bet with Justin Daly. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. What can you see directly ahead of you? Is it a person or a wall or what is it? I can see my husband, which is not a great sight on this Saturday (laughs) morning. (laughs) But there is a way you can hear it all again. Liz said that your challenge is you've got to take a photograph of a male duck and a female duck. It's Ladies' Day as we play two hours of the finest female artists of all time. BBC .co.uk slash three counties radio. Great start. Love that. Bruh, tux. 
playing live tonight on BBC, introducing In Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. So I'm on the cancer research website. Now they would say, you know, they, they make money out of researching yeah, cancer. Uh, research has been done into whether cannabis can cure cancer. Uh, it's a long report they've got here. Virtually all the scientific research investigating whether cannabinoids... Cannabinoids, cannabinoids, yeah. couldn't thank you. Can treat cancer has been done using cancer cells grown in the lab or animal models. It's important important to be cautious, cautious, when extrapolating these results up to real live patients. Through many detailed experiments, handily summarised in la 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 la, cannabinoids have a wide range of effects in the lab, including triggering cell death, stopping cells from dividing, preventing new blood vessels from growing into tumours, reducing the the chances of cancer cells spreading through the body, speeding up the cell's internal waste disposal machine. So it can have an effect on cancerous cells. It can't cure cancer. It don't cure cancer. And we've got to be so careful with that, with the, with that kind of claim, haven't we? You know. Some researchers have found that although high doses of THC can kill cancer cells, they also harm crucial blood vessel cells. So, uh, yeah, you know, sitting at home rolling up a Camberwell carrot is not going to cure your mama breast cancer. Because surely, with the NHS the way it is at the moment, if they could get you to pick a few uh, seeds out of uh, bird seed. Uh, and grow your own to cure your cancer. They wouldn't be spending a fortune on uh, anti-cancer drugs. Okay, listen. I have spent far too much time hanging out with with uh, stoners and various other people who take uh, all, all kinds of drugs. Whatever their drug of choice is, whether it is is cannabis or cocaine or heroin or whatever, they will always find an argument for why their drug of choice is actually being suppressed by the government, yeah. uh, when really it's it can actually provide um, life-enhancing, health-advancing properties. It's the big money. For pharmaceutical firms, isn't it? They're it's, all in bed together. It's the pharmaceutical firms, it's the government who turn a blind eye to cannabis because they want you to keep stoned to keep uh, keep you under control, but they don't want it to be legalised because then there would be chaos. How, ma how many people go out and um, have fights on a Friday night after they've been stoned? Well, actually, do you know what? I've seen stoned people having fights. I've seen people on heroin uh, bent over double in uh, uh, car parks with blood dripping out the end of their penis. I've seen these, you know... Horrible. Anyway, uh, so thank you for that. But we're not doing this should we legalise drugs because it's boring, man. Boring. Uh, have we got any Texas, Catherine? You've not got the text machine, have you? No, it's here. Le uh, Laney in Hemel. Morning, Laney. Makes a point. Hello, if, Laney. If cannabis is a cure for cancer, Bob Marley would still be alive and well. There we go. Thank you. No woman, no cry. No woman, no cry. Beautiful. Thanks very much indeed. Now, Network Rail has promised to do everything in its power to stop a repeat of the rail chaos at Christmas when it carries out work in Hertfordshire over Easter. Parts of the West Coast Main Line will be shut, with Virgin Trains running no further south than Milton Keynes. London Midlands services are terminating at Hemel Hempstead. An overrunning engineering project caused disruption to services to and from London over the festive period. Let's speak to Hazard Steckpool from uh, Network Rail. Good morning, uh, Hazard. How embarrassing uh, was the chaos over Christmas for you? It was a disaster, wasn't it? 
Has it? Has it? Oh, we seem to have uh, we seem to have lost you after I such, uh, took such time in uh, pronouncing his name correctly. Has he gone? Yeah, which is odd because he was there for a while. Maybe uh, the, we offended him with. Uh, is he there? Hazard, are you there? I can't hear. You. Well, now why can't I hear you? I I can. It's, the funny thing is, Hazard, you can hear me, and I can hear you coming from the studio next door, but I can't hear you on any of my faders. Isn't that bizarre? I tell you what we'll do. We'll play. We'll play a little bit of music. So I want to make sure we uh, uh, we get uh, to you properly. So let me just play this. <laughs> Speak to Hazard Stackpole from Network Rail. Now's he gone? Is he gone? Okay, we're going to try him again. Having a little bit of um, technical problems. Yeah. With, with the more old-fashioned piece of kit. With the old-fashioned piece of kit. Is it the phone or the ISDN? ISDN. The old ISDN. I never understand. Uh, and the linkitude between that and Hello. the. Uh, yeah, we go. Right, so we can hear him through there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's try. Let's hang on a second. Hazard, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. And I can hear you, sir. It's wow. wonderful. There we Amazing go. Amazing technology working. <laughs> Isn't Good it morning. funny? Of all the complicated stuff, it's the simplest bit that breaks down for us. Hey ho. Uh, the, Chris- the the chaos over Christmas was a disaster, wasn't it? H- h- how can you avoid that this well, time? It, it, from, from a Watford perspective, which is what we're talking about, which is happening over Easter, it wasn't. We delivered what we said we were going to deliver on time, and we opened the railway on time. Clearly, for Network Rail and for the general public, there is, a, I suppose, a reputational uh, issue or a perception that we don't hand back all our engineering possessions on time. Oh, Chris, so- Chris, Chris, Hazard, Hazard, you can't, you can't spin it to say that Christmas wasn't a disaster. It was a nightmare for everybody involved. Well, for people travelling out of King's Cross, certainly it was, and certainly, yeah. you know, c- certainly that was. Um, yeah, it was... It was- it was a nightmare. Yeah, no, if you were travelling on the East Coast, it was certainly difficult, a difficult couple of oh, days. Oh, uh, d- difficult, OK, I'll give you difficult, but uh, for the people that used it, it was, it was a bloody nightmare, and you know it was. Well, the, you know, the reality, the reason why we do engineering uh, works at this time of year, at Christmas and Easter, is less people actually travel on the ra- railway, believe it or not. So the reason why we're actually shutting the railway down at Watford at Easter is because we're replacing a bridge um, just to the south of the station, which means taking that bridge out and putting a brand-new bridge in in 101 hours. So we have to shut 
to town. And from a point of view of, of the contingency of handing back, you know, we've done a lot of work and we've informed people way months in advance that we're going to do this work. And certainly we wouldn't be going ahead with the work this weekend if we didn't know we were going to hand it back on time. So are you 100% co- uh, positive, Hazard, that this is going to be finished? When is it due to be finished? Well, we will start demolishing it in the small hours of this morning mm. uh, and we will roll in the brand new bridge um, on Saturday afternoon evening mm. and we'll have the railway up and reconnected in time for the first trains on Tuesday morning. See, that I think that's quite... How are you getting rid of the old bridge? Are you blowing it up? No, basically we're oh. bringing in a very giant digger which is going to just demolish it. How cool is that? And then we're going to drive in a brand new bridge so if you travel on the West Coast Main Line heading into London and you look out on the left-hand side of, of, of your train, you'll see the bridge sitting in a car park at the moment. And how long does it take to drive a bridge in? It'll take a couple of hours. So when, when we take it out, it'll be completely demolished by about 9, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, and then they'll spend about a day preparing it, and then it'll take about three or four hours to drive it in and to actually plonk it o- onto the spot. OK, well, uh, Hazard, listen, let's, let's keep our fingers crossed it all goes well, and thank you for bearing with our technical difficulties. Hazard Stackpole from uh, Network Rail. Uh, I, see, I, that's, that is... I mean, fair play. <laughs> that was a great little bit of spin. Well, it was certainly tr- difficult for some people. It was a nightmare, but... I do like the idea of, um... Sorry, breakfast has just arrived. The man who lost the vote. He said, I'm doing this because I like you, not because I lost. He's, he's taken pictures. We had a row with Justin Dealey earlier on um, about who wrote the lyrics to uh, Gloria by Laura Branigan. Of course it was. Uh, it was an original Italian song, and then British English lyrics were written by uh, pop uh, empresario and paedophile Jonathan King. Dealey disputed that. We had a bet. I won the bet. He's bought breakfast for the team. But then, he, have you seen the picture he's tweeted? No. He's tweeted loads of pictures of people holding up a hastily scri- scribbled note saying Umberto Tozzi. Yeah, but that's not Ev. That's not Ev, mate. He's just got women, re- reluctant-looking women to hold a piece of paper. Whereas someone has texted me saying that they've got the 45, the single, and it's got King's name on it. So, I think that's thank Ev. you. Yeah, that qualifies. There's the F. 08459 455. 555 is the telephone number. You can text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M1 southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. And on the A1M southbound, it's also looking busy between Junction 2 for Wellham Green and the M25. Anti-clockwise on the M25 and it's slow from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. And it's also looking quite busy on the North Orbital Road at Brickett Wood around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In Watford, looking at the speed sensors on Exchange Road, it's looking slow at Beach and Grove. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. It's nothing better I like seeing. Hang on. There's nothing better I like seeing. No, that makes sense. There's nothing I like seeing more than. There's nothing better I like seeing more than. Uh My team chomping down on the clown. Well, feast your eyes on this. Look at that. Beautiful, beautiful girls. That is a beautiful sight. It's nice to see you with a smile on your face, the meat in your mouth, and uh, a lovely, lovely grim. Thank you for breakfast, Justin. And thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Over 400 people have signed a petition to free a Stevenage man from jail after he was found guilty of growing cannabis. The second person has been charged with the murder of a man whose body was discovered at a Buckinghamshire travellers site. 31-year-old Adam Fernelli from Dunstable was found at Nash Park in Nash last month. Seven party leaders will appear on the same platform later in the main televised debate of the election campaign. And rail passengers are facing Easter disruption due to major works at Watford. Parts of the West Coast main line will be be shut with Virgin Trains running no further south than Milton Keynes. London Midlands services are terminating at Hemel Hempstead. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool forward Raheem Sterling has denied being a money-grabbing 20-year-old despite there being no agreement on a new contract with the club. The England player is thought to have turned down a deal worth £100,000 a week. I don't think the public can see it that way. I think they just see it as this... 20-year-old boy just being greedy, but I personally just want to um, take the time to, to think about where I have, um, what I've achieved in my career so far and where I need to go and, and, and what I need to, to do to, to get better as a player. The busy Easter football programme gets underway tomorrow with games for Wickham, Luton, Stevenage and Watford. The League Two promotion battle continues tomorrow afternoon with third-placed Wickham at home to Oxford in the M40 derby. Luton will check on the fitness of striker Elliot Lee and skipper Steve McNulty as they host playoff rivals Exeter with manager John Still facing criticism after a six-match losing run. What it is is what it is and whatever we have to go with, we'll go with and we'll work as hard as we can and try and get ourselves back into that groove. Again, when it's tough, it's when people have got to stand up. Well, it's been tough. This has been tough. I've had it great here. It's been tough. Well, I'm sure I'll get it tough again. Just go and keep working hard and do what you always do. And Stevenage now level on points with Luton. Host Tranmere, the borough have extended Bruno Andrade's loan from QPR until the end of the season. Second place Watford resume their championship promotion challenge tomorrow evening. The Hornets go to fifth place Derby. In League One, MK Dons travel to promotion rival Swindon on Saturday lunchtime. And in rugby, Bedford beat the Army 47-24 in last night's Mobs Memorial match at Goldington Road. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459-455-555. Strange morning. <clears throat> I've owned a Justin Dealey. We need to send him out on something. Something will come up in the next uh, 15 minutes, I'm sure. Catherine, you going to pop in, my love? Yeah, you fancy that? Unbelievable. You all right, Kels? Yeah, you. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What, you eating? Clown. OK. And you still eating your clown? Yeah. Because you've got to do this story now. I'm just doing that story, that's why I'm a bit late. Oh. I'm just talking to this chap's son. All right. Away you go. As a young prisoner of war, he survived the brutality of the Nazi death march across Europe. Now 96-year-old Robert Clark is engaged in a different sort of battle after a council refused to increase funding he needs for a live-in carer. It means the Second World War veteran could be forced out of his home of nearly 50 years and into a care home, a move his son describes as like going back into a prisoner of war camp. Now, uh, there's been a petition on this one, and we're going to be speaking to Mike Clark, who's uh, Robert Clark's son. Mike's from Harpenden, uh, and I've just been talking to him on uh, Twitter, and we've got his phone number, and he's going to be joining us live at 8.20 to talk about why he um, he wants people to get behind the fight to keep his dad at home. It's a tough one, isn't it? <clears throat> um, here's the question, and we'll, I'm looking forward to speaking to Mike. Um, is his history relevant in this exactly. situation. Should in his this contribution decision. make a difference? 
Uh, and we were talking yesterday, weren't we, about people who've saved up all their lives compared to people who've, let's, let's speak in Daily Mail language for a minute, who've just signed on for all their lives and both have to go into care. They will get the same care treatment, probably, um, but the person who saved up will have to pay for it. The person who's signed on all their life won't have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Should that be taken into consideration? And I guess the thing is here is, you're right, his contribution... Um, should he be given, um, in inverted commas, special privileges? I'm not, I'm not saying either way. I don't know either way. I've not really kind of got my head on this, and so I'm keen to speak to his son uh, a little bit later on. Yeah, and um, speaking to Mike, he says he's really keen not to pitch this as a political fight. It's yeah. not about po politics at all. It's Good. about the human side of this, which is his 96-year-old dad who's gone through an awful lot in his life and has given up, you know, he's made sacrifices uh, for this country. Why can't the, his country, <coughs> country give him a little me? bit of leeway now that yeah, he's... Um, now that he's in need of, of help. And I'm glad it's not political because we'll have that tonight with the political debate. What time is that going to be on? I don't know. I'll be in bed. Yeah. I'm busy. What time's it on? I'm busy. Kelly, you're going to be watching it. Busy. Okay. It's going to be like... I uh, hope the best side wins. We, we can like do a red button vote. How are they going to? How are they going to organise this? It's, it's there's loads of people involved. They're all standing on podiums. It's going to be like the weakest link. Seven, um, seven different party leaders are going to be uh, talking. It's only an hour and a half. So what does that work out each? You do the math. There's about three minutes of, each. An hour and a half of squabbling. Six minutes each. It's about six, about seven minutes each. It's going to be boring. Is anybody actually looking forward to it? I mean, I heard a bit of the Cameron Miliband thing the other day. Oh, boring. Oh, so boring. And they're not going to... You know, well, how is this... Uh, boring. I'm already bored of the GE. That's the general election to you guys. The, I mean, the suspicion is, with so many people involved, how on earth are you going to be able to, you know, dig each person out individually? Because they're going to be just giving their party political broadcasts if we're not careful. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, someone what? will watch it. Somewhere, somewhere I'll watch it. Paul Scoynes, he'll be loving it. Well, he'll be sat there with his, uh, his sitting in his pants, watching it, getting all um, political, you know, all, all political. His wife, Paul, you coming up to bed? I'll be up in a minute. I'm watching it. Shut up. I'm watching this. It's my time. It's my time now, girl. It's my time. You go to bed. I'll be up in a bit. Applied oh, Cymru. Are they on it? Um, Plaid Cymru, don't know. Plaid Cymru. I think they are. Farage, I've got to say them all now, haven't I? The lady from the Greens. Scottish nationalists. It's really banned. There's a thing in the, the male... <laughs> the male, who are not a fan of Ed Miliband. Um, it's page... Um, 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 it's page... Um, 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 it's page uh, 11. Right, go on. Read the headline about Ed Miliband and as they try to make you not want to vote for him. Who, the Daily Mail? Why yep. would they do that? It's such a good headline. It's brilliant. Oh. <laughs> Isn't it? This is a bad thing because... Go read it. Now it's blubbing Ed. He sobbed at film about gays who marched for minors. <laughs> it's everything is in there. He sobbed. Gays. Minors. Oh, blubbing. It's, it's, it's funny that the papers... Man, man shows emotion shock. No, and uh, it's, it's funny because the papers are all kind of going for these sly digs now, yeah. as opposed to... Uh, uh, there's very little of... David Cameron will do this if he gets in. Ed Miliband says he'll do this if he gets in. Uh, Nigel Farage... I mean, the, all I've heard from Nigel Farage is we'll get another bank holiday. That's, there's hardly any... Where are the policies, guys? James is in St Neots. Good morning, James. Good morning. What have you got for us, boss? 
Well, I was actually channel hopping. I don't normally listen to this station. I was just channel hopping, and I heard your interview with that woman regarding the drugs. Oh, yes. And uh, I'd just like to say, fair play to you. Hats off. I thought I was the only person in the world that actually agrees with you. <laughs> Well, I, this yeah. is when I was speaking to Rebecca Waters from the uh, the Hertfordshire Cannabis Club. I, 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 what was I saying that uh, made so much sense? <laughs> Everything. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I've I've worked with people who, you know who have taken cannabis. I have worked on the ships for eighteen years, and the majority of the crew were on cannabis. Blimey! All all I see it just makes you paranoid, and everybody I've ever met are paranoid, and you know, for someone to come on and say that a drug is good for you is just beyond me. <laughs> well, Absolutely I'm saying that. Listen, and I'm not... I'm not... I don't know where I... I'm not completely against drugs, OK? If if we didn't have cannabis, we wouldn't have some of the best music we've ever had. We wouldn't have had... Uh, we wouldn't have had <laughs> Help by the Beatles, for example. That's a stoner song. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> no, but it's, no, but it's true. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have had um, uh, the whole Help album. The whole Help film, unfortunately, is a stoner film. <laughs> well, I don't agree. I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to agree to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> well, no, but it's, no, it's a fact. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, <laughs> but know, we all know. We all know that you know. People start with cannabis. And then they go on to stronger things because they get so used to no. the can the cannabis no. high. No, this, that's that's not true. That's that is that is uh, it, uh, it's kind of true, but it's a myth. If people call cannabis a gateway drug. Well, of course it's a gateway drug because no one's going to go. Hmm. Do you know what? I've never done anything for. I'm going. I want some heroin. Can I get me some heroin? It, it, it's not because. It's like people don't generally start uh, drinking whiskey. They'll start with um, like cider. Shandy. They'll start with shandy. Then they'll go on to cider. Then they'll go on to lager. And then they'll go. You 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 don't start with. You, it's not where you start. It's where you finish, James. If if that kind of makes sense. Perhaps perhaps I'm perhaps I'm ignorant of it then because you know because I'm so anti anti drugs anyway. Uh. James, listen. Thank you very much. You may be anti, but you've got a really good giggle. So thank you for that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Compl- I'm not anti drugs. I, I don't know what I am on drugs these days, and I, I, I don't really give it that much thought because I'm not that bothered anymore. Um, but the, the people say, "Oh, yeah. Well, of course, if cannabis, you're going to move on to stronger stuff." Well, you might do. Not necessarily. But that's that's not because of the cannabis. You're not going to wake up and go, mm, "Do you know what? I really want some heroin." You're going to you're going to you enter the world of drugs through cannabis. But getting rid of cannabis isn't going to get rid of the other drugs. Is the thing a bit windy, pop, sir? Well, you see, mm. now they've got the legal highs, which because they're legal, legal highs. the youngsters think that somehow some, they're not dangerous. Some Benzo Fiore. I'm, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against drugs. I'm not for. I don't really care. I find them really boring, and and I know stoners that have had a really good time, and I know stoners that are really, really. I don't know any stoners now. I don't. I know one. Well, I know people that have had a really, really good time, and they're really funny, and they're really creative, and I know some that are really boring, and all they want to talk about is 9/11, mm-hmm. man. I had a friend who went nuts banging on about 9-11 all yeah. the blooming time. So, um, anyway, here's something for you, stoners. Baker Sweet. See if you can look up what the story's going to be from this line. Baker Sweet. Baker Sweet. Um... Baker Sweet. Who lives on Baker Sweet? Well, Sherlock Holmes. OK. Well, he doesn't, but okay. that's mythical. So, Baker Sweet, what could that be? Um, a Sherlock Holmes pipe. Oh, no. Can't do those anymore. You used to be able to get them. A life-size chocolate model of Sherlock star Benedict Cumberbatch Ooh. 
marks him being voted the UK's dishiest actor. No. Imagine... He's a funny-looking fella. I mean, he's attractive in a strange way. I'm Benedict Cumberbatch, and I'm an actor, and I'd like to tell you about working with coloured people. That's him, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that uh, was unfortunate. That was unfortunate. He's just—he's—he's he's an all right actor. He's got lucky. He's got funny eyes. He looks—he looks like posh and posh is in. He looks like Lauren Harris. That's who he looks like. It's the eyes. Mm. He's a very and they sound the same. Tall, thin face, as if it's been slightly melted. So the chocolate thing could work quite well. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone. He's number. not dishy, is he? He's not obviously attractive like your pole dark. Or your pole dancer. Which one? Hey, mice do sing and not just in Bagpuss. Sorry? This could bring us a phone in, actually. I I hate mice. I didn't think they'd sound like that. Weird noises you've heard in your life. I've heard moths scream. I've heard a frog scream. Yep. That is horrible, isn't it? I've heard Kelly Betts scream. It sounds like this. Um, okay. Only a level only dogs can hear. <laughs> it will be welcome news to those who love to watch Bagpuss and his musical mice as children. Mice really can sing, according to scientists who I would suggest should be working on something slightly more life changing. Male mice sing like birds to woo females and change their tune depending on whether or not she's within sight, they claim. Oh, Researchers from Duke University, North Carolina, put male mice in a cage either with a female or just with her scent. Oh. Unlike the sweet tune sung by the mice in 1970s TV series Bagpuss about chocolate biscuits, these sung by real-life mice are too high-pitched for humans to hear. But using special equipment, the scientists found the males belted out a shrill, complex song to attach a, uh, attract a female when they could only smell her and serenaded her softly once she was nearby. Skines, you coming upstairs to bed? But Otherwise I'm going to fall asleep and you won't get none! Shut up, girl! I'm watching the political debates! And then when he's gone upstairs, how does it sound? All right, girl, move over. Move over, girl. Yeah, wake up. There you go, girl. Have that. Boy, your bum's cold. Skines, I told you I am asleep! (laughs) The factory is closed until next Easter holiday! All right, girl. Cold bum. Do you think that she calls him by his surname? Of course she does. Hang on, he's got a first name? Who saps over me, leaders? Political debate. I was going to watch that tonight with the fellas. It's going to bring the boys round. Me and Peston, we're going to get a few cans open and watch that. Who's taped over that? Someone's taped over it. You done soldier, soldier over the top. Who's done soldier? <laughs> Pauline, who's done soldier, soldier over the top of me political debate with all the leaders? I was going to watch that in my pants with Peston. Oh, you know I wanted to watch that. It's the one where they leave. It's like you're there. Have you been there? A woman passenger yesterday admitted attacking a Jets cabin crew out of order. Wow. With her false leg. Um, Almost in order. Inventive. Anne Bova... No. Fo- Anne Bova, 49, had drunk four or five tequilas at the airport before boarding last she year. She was literally... Legless. legless. No, seriously... On a serious note, um, she Bova of Edinburgh admitted assault and being drunk on an aircraft before Crawley magistrates. She'll be sentenced at Lewes Crown Court next month. She I'll be was honest, literally, though. No, uh, no, seriously, when she gets sentenced, she won't have a leg to stand on. Oh, hey, 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 hey! 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, queues are building up between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. It's looking busy on the M1 southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for Luton Airport. And the A1M southbound is looking very slow through Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Stevenage on Broad Hallway, that's busy in both directions at Gunnels Wood Road between the football ground and the A1M. And in Hartford on Gascoigne Way, that's very slow around 4th Street. On the trains, Virgin Trains East Coast have possible delays through Stevenage because of a problem with the lineside equipment. They're expecting 10-minute delays. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Um, <sighs> Kelly Bates, what's what's going on there? You look worried. You've, you look concerned. What's happened? What have you done? What have you broken? I'm absolutely fine. There are some technical issues. You've broken the no telephones. You've, oh. Can you... Hmm? Um, can you switch it off and switch it on again? Done. Um... It's all right, I'm managing. Well, how are you Fine. managing? Are the phones working? Yes. No. No. Yeah. I've just been on the phone to Dennis for what felt like half an hour. <laughs> Flippin' heck. 7.46, it's Thursday, the 2nd of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The petition has begun to free a Stevenage man from jail after he was found guilty of growing cannabis. A second person has been charged with the murder of a man whose body was discovered at a Buckinghamshire traveller's site. And rail passengers are facing Easter disruption due to major works at Watford. Here's the weather with Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's not a particularly inspiring start to the day. It's a bit cloudy, it's a bit damp out there, but things will improve through the course of the day and eventually we'll see things brighten up. We might even get a bit of sunshine, most likely towards eastern areas of the Three Counties. Um, but not a bad looking day, I suppose, once we get over the next couple of hours or so and there'll be still quite a lot of cloud around. Uh, top temperatures today up to around 10 or 11 degrees, 52 in Fahrenheit. The winds are much lighter than they have been over the last couple of days. Too. Overnight tonight, though, we'll see a return to the cloudy, damp conditions. Outbreaks of rain on and off as this warm front pushes its way eastwards again. Overnight lows of 6 or 7 degrees. That will be a mild night to come. Tomorrow is the day to stay in over the Easter Bank holiday weekend because there will be outbreaks of rain on and off through the day. It's drizzle, rather claggy, rather murky, lots of low cloud. Still fairly mild, though. Temperatures up to 11 degrees. Saturday, Sunday and Monday are looking rather cloudy, but they are also looking claggy. Dry, the forecast. Did you say claggy? claggy. Claggy, yes. Claggy, say that sentence in, in, again, um, please. Uh, there will be uh, lots of late cloud around, rather claggy, but mild. Claggy, now claggy to me... Is a bit sweaty. Sweaty and sweaty, sticky. yeah, high dew point, yeah. Oh, what, a high G point? Dew point. Dew. Dew? Point. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, a bit damp then. Yeah, but it, it feels a bit sort of muggy. Muggy! Yes. We, we found a common language. <laughs> My mum will call it close. As the general election gets closer, we want to know what you really think. Sometimes it gets a bit boring, I think. But we kind of feel like nothing changes. The Parliament really needs a good shake-up. We're holding a number of debates across beds, hearts and bucks, focusing on the biggest issues. The national health. I think that's a big concern at the moment. Immigration, probably. I think education, more than anything. If you'd like to take part and have your say, you can register your interest right now. Email 3cr at bbc.co.uk or call 08459 455 555. I always do the vote because I think it's uh, my right to vote. Election 2015 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I hope the good guys win. Can I say even that? 
Well, no, because what if the bad guys win? Oh, yeah. I've not said who the good or the bad guys are. Yeah, but someone will know. Oh, yeah. Now, you probably remember this. This was you at the weekend. Staggering home, drunk, out of your face, texting your mates and running up to coppers and kissing them. Yeah, and? <laughs> well, in Hitchin... Police are handing out safety packs over the Easter weekend to help people who've got boozed up. Sergeant uh, Richard Wilmot is from Hearts Police. Morning, Richard. Good morning, Ian. What's in these packs? Um, we've got some uh, some flip-flops, some bottled water. Some what, sorry? Some flip-flops. What are the flip-flops for? Um, well, we, we've been amazed, really, how, how often we see uh, women walk out of pubs without any shoes on. Oh, I yeah. I think they go out on a night with um, these high-heeled shoes and uh, by the end of the evening their feet are killing them. Um, so Kath, you're saying you've done I've that? I've done that, yeah. Really? So yeah, it's disgusting. But at the time it feels like the only thing to do. Oh, that's horrible. It is. It's, it's horrible. So flip-flops water, I can understand, of course. What else is in there, Richard? Yeah, we've got um, a lollipop, um, a personal attack alarm, which probably sounds a little bit drastic, but um, and hopefully they don't need to use it, but it's there just in case. Yes. And um, we've got uh, a blanket... One of these. Uh, oh, the uh, silver blankets. blankets. Yeah, 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 for the, like the marathon runners. Yeah, just some other useful bits of information about uh, something to put on the end of wear. it. <laughs> something yeah, for the, is there something for the weekend, sir? <laughs> there is actually. Good for yes, you. No, good is. for you. <laughs> uh, the, I don't get the what's the lollipop for, Richard? Um, a lot of uh, a lot of. Um, Organisations have, have distributed things like lollipops okay. uh, as more of a distraction okay. than anything really. Okay. So stop uh, and mouthing off, won't it? Apart from anything else. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is literally the idea behind it. it like does, a dummy. Does, yeah, yeah, it does take <laughs> people's minds off things. And funny enough, you mentioned dummies. They they have been distributed in other areas of the yeah. country when when uh, people have left pubs. It just uh, lightens the mood a little bit. And um, and so who's yeah. who's handing these out? Is it going to be coppers in uniform going up and handing these out? How does it work? Yeah, what we're going to do, um, we've, we've gonna, we're going to supply uh, a load of these packs to the pubs and clubs in the town, and there'll be officers on duty as well, and they'll be handing them out as, uh, as well, just to, just to people who we think may, may make use of them. Is it, uh, and I think I know the answer to this question, Richard, but I'm going to ask it anyway, is it really the police's responsibility to be handing out uh, condoms and uh, uh, shoes to drugs? Um... <sighs> Probably not, if we're being honest, probably not. But if it means that um, the people who come and use Hitchin have a nicer evening, the, the atmosphere is, is as good as it should be, then uh, we're quite happy to, to be involved in this sort of thing. And it, it paints a better, uh, paints, paints the police in a better light, I would say. Who's paying for it? Um, we got some funding from the, the uh, Community Safety Partnership, which is uh, a group of organisations involving the police, Hearts Fire and Rescue, North Arts District Council, we get allocated funding throughout okay. the year, and, and the money's come from from that pot. And is it has it, has it start? It start. It's just for this Easter weekend, is it, or is it an ongoing thing? We're doing it again this Easter. We did it across Christmas, yeah. and it was quite well received. Yeah. Uh, like I said it put a few smiles on faces, which is the main thing. Um, so we've looked to carry it on. We've had a few packs left over from, from Christmas, so we're okay. going to distribute those. All right. Well, listen, I wish you the very best of luck with that. Thank you very much, Sergeant Richard Wilmot from Hearts Police. Let's speak to Roy Larter, course trainer at Hertfordshire Alcohol Problems Advisory Service. Roy, what do you make of it? Good morning, Ian. Morning. Yes, you got the title right. Um, yeah, on a, Thank first, you. on a first read, uh, it may seem a bit gimmicky, and uh, when I heard about it, I thought, well, there's, uh, there's an idea. I mean, uh, as a police officer for 30 years back in my day you know move along laddie be quiet um it's not re-engaging with people and i think this is quite uh, a novel 
innovative idea, um, provided it's given with the, you know, the correct message about keeping yourself safe, that that's all good. But the morning after, we're very obviously concerned about, we see 20% of our people on courses have done everything properly the night before, but end up um, you know, getting behind the wheel, haven't sobered up, and end up on one of our courses thinking they've done the right thing. Uh, and they haven't. They're still you know, under the influence from the night before. Is, you, you say you used to be a, a, a copper, right? Should, should the police really be um, doing stuff like this? I suppose the argument could be that it, it will save them time and money in the long run if there's less trouble, but... I think this is the rationale behind it, because um, you're actually engaging with people who have had a drink, and when the nighttime economy turns out on a retail estate or a high street, I mean, I, I live quite near to Hitchens. I know exactly what Richard's talking about on Friday and Saturday. And I'm trying to think of ways of engaging with young people without um, causing offence and, uh, you know, setting them off, uh, I think is a good idea. Uh, Roy, good yeah. to talk to you. Thank you very much for your time. That's Roy Larter, 08459... Oh, hang on, why do I say it? His, this woman can say it for me. Call 08459 455 555. See? BBC Three Counties Radio. Have you got anything in the papers? Before I dive in, I've got loads. Go on, you go, because I didn't get a proper chance to have a look at them this morning. Dafter shave. What's the story here? Dafter shave. Uh, aftershave that smells like uh, meat. Yes, it does. Wow. Because that's what men like, right? Burger King sold a flame-grilled cologne for 25 knicker in Japan yesterday, so wearers could be reminded of the chain. Oh, baby. Come on. Women we love that, the smell of burger. We don't... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and men love the smell of kebab. But <laughs> we don't need this. If we just go and have a breakfast at Prizzy's, we'll smell of bacon butties exactly, for the rest of the day. Exactly, um, exactly. There's a niche in the market. A niche, a niche. There's a, there's, yeah. a, there's a niche at the door. You're at your wit's end. I want to play a game. <laughs> Shunned. Cat who is louder than lorry. All oh, right, yeah. A cat's charity is struggling to find a... Ho oh, look, it's got its tongue out. I like it when cats put their tongue out. They just took a little tip of their tongue out. Yeah, they're like the cats you draw when you're a kid, with the tongue out. Oh, have you seen this week's... Um, or last week's, whenever it was, this week's House of Fools of Vic and Bob? No, I haven't seen any. Oh, it's not funny. This series is really good. Four and five are not brilliant, <laughs> but the first three and the last one, it's been brilliant. And there's a brilliant bit... <laughs> Vic's getting ready to go to a party and Bob's working in the kitchen. And you see him at a desk... And it closes in, and he's just doing a colouring in book, <laughs> but really badly. Hey, you joke about that, but apparently adult colouring in is the new it's knitting. Yeah, it's a big thing. I mean, I, he's, he's doing it terribly, but it's I, a big thing. Yeah, well, I think I might have a, I might have a go. No. A bit of therapeutic colouring. I hate to go. Oh, well done, and you've, you've managed to stay within the lines. Mm. Oh. It doesn't matter, though, does it? It's just expression. It's, but anyway, watch it. It's really funny, this I will. It's I'll really have a look. funny. Um, because she boasts the loudest purr on the planet. Well... 12-year-old Bluey, who vets think is deaf. How do you know if a cat's deaf? Got to it. Apparently white cats are prone to deafness, aren't they? Cold bum. Racist. What? What's the cold bum bit? Um, Mrs Scoynes. <laughs> cold bum girl, let me warm that up! Scoynes, I have told you! <laughs> it's a Thursday! Her purr registers... An unofficial 93 decibels. Well, then, what does it register officially? Which smashes that of the 2011 Guinness World Record holder, Smokey, <laughs> who could only muster 67.7 decibels. But I bet Smokey wasn't even trying. Didn't know what the clipboard was for. Officials at the charity Blue Cross. Yeah, well, what was Nor Norris McWhorter doing here? You know what cats are like. If you want them to do something, they won't. 
Officials at the charity Blue Cross fear potential owners are being put off by the din she makes. Claire Thomas said, We'd hate for it to stop her being me home. She's a lovely cat. A Guinness World Record spokesman said, We're intrigued. Uh, well, now what they do, whenever there's a story about an ugly dog, you know, or a googly-eyed cat or a flipping pigeon that's got no feet or something, the, then the, you'll get a million people getting in touch. And we found a home for Bluey the thick dog. And these idiots want it. Oh, we're so proud to have Bluey in our home. Can't wait to look after him. It's going to be a real, real great thing to have now that kids have moved out. Kids love him. Kids love him. Why is it always that guy when you do it? Because <laughs> it's the only voice I can do. <laughs> kids love him. He's so loving and special. The Les Dawson. Um, what you got? Uh, that fire in a manhole. Oh. In the West End. Now, you see these in America, don't you? Fires in holes. No. Yeah, you, but you well, see the steam coming up. You see, well, you see the steam, that's not the same thing. In films, and then some, someone well, normally a baddie walks through them. The first time you go to New York and you see that that's actually real yeah. is amazing. But electrical fires under the ground is a, is a common phenomenon. Oh, is it, was it electrical rather than... Well, I don't know. Methane. Oh, I thought more. So you're saying that so, you're saying that someone dropped one down there? Maybe someone put a match to it. An underground driver cut the cheese. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? That's what you're saying. If you Google or Bing or Yahoo... Or ask uh, Jeeves. Can you still ask Jeeves? You can ask him, but he's, he's very tired. Takes a long time. <laughs> I'll have a look for you. Give me a minute. Now, where did I put that thing there? Uh, That's another voice. Well done. Thank you. Uh, you can look up um, street fires. And there are loads of street fires. There are loads of explosions going off. Explosions. Thousands of office workers were evacuated and eight West End shows cancelled last night. Yeah, only after... The Lion King. Lion King's meant to be really good. The Lion King is cancelled. We're late for the Trav. Anyway, there's a fire in a manhole. Thanks. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's heavy from Junction 11 for Dunstable to 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. And the A1M southbound's very busy at Junction 7 for Stevenage. Also in Stevenage on Broadhall Way, that's busy in both directions at Gunnells Wood Road between the football ground and the A1M. In Hartford on Gascoigne Way, that's looking very slow around 4th Street. And on the trains, Virgin Trains East Coast reporting possible 10 minute delays through Stevenage. And that's because of a problem with the line side equipment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, and thank you, thank you to whoever it is posting pictures of uh, to me on Twitter with their cat's tongue poking out. I love it. Velvet hasn't done it for ages. It's my fa- quick look, look, boys. The cat's sticking her tongue out. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines campaign to free Stevenage man jailed for growing cannabis, second person charged with Buckinghamshire murder and Easter rail disruption as bridges replaced at Watford. BBC Three Counties Radio. Over 400 people have signed a petition to free a Stevenage man from jail after he was found guilty of growing cannabis. Anthony Loftman was jailed for 18 months after police found 80 plants at his home with a street value of up to £28,000. Rebecca Walters from the Hertfordshire Cannabis Club says the 54-year-old needed the drug to help manage the pain from his arthritis. He shouldn't have been growing it in, in that way. We know that. But is it really right to criminalise him? He was just trying to, to medicate in the safest way possible. We don't feel that he should have received a prison sentence. 
A second person has been charged with the murder of a man whose body was discovered at a Buckinghamshire travellers site. 31-year-old Adam Fennelly from Dunstable was found at Nash Park in Nash last month. 30-year-old Gemma Price from Bedfordshire is due to appear at Milton Keynes Magistrates Court today. A 33-year-old man from Derbyshire has already been charged with murder. Seven party leaders will go head-to-head tonight in the main televised debate of the election campaign. David Cameron, Ed Miliband and Nick Clegg will be joined by the leaders of UKIP, the Greens, the SNP and Plaid Cymru. More from Norman Smith. Tonight's debate is significant because it is the only time in this campaign the party leaders will go head-to-head. And while part of this evening's debate is tightly structured, part has what all politicians dread the unknown and unpredictable. For while each of the seven leaders will get a minute to answer a question from the audience, after each of the just four questions, there will be a free-for-all. Nigel Farage has already said he wants to challenge David Cameron over immigration, Nicola Sturgeon to tackle Ed Miliband over austerity. All wards at Bedford Hospital have been reopened after an outbreak of norovirus, which has lasted over a month. The hospital says their outbreak has been declared over, but with cases of norovirus still in the community, Community, they are being extra vigilant. Rail passengers are facing Easter disruption due to major works at Watford. Parts of the West Coast main line will be shut with Virgin trains running no further south than Milton Keynes. London Midland services will terminate at Hemel Hempstead. Hazard Stackpole is from Network Rail. The reason why we're actually shutting the railway down at Watford at Easter is because we're replacing a bridge um, just to the south of the station, which means taking that bridge out and putting a brand new bridge in in 101 hours. So we have to shut it down. And We've informed people way months in advance that we're going to do this work and certainly we wouldn't be going ahead with the work this weekend if we didn't know we were going to hand it back on time. In sport, Liverpool forward Raheem Sterling says he's not a money-grabbing 20-year-old despite turning down a new contract worth £100,000 a week and the region's football clubs are preparing for a key Easter period with matches tomorrow for promotion chasing Wickham, Luton, Stevenage and Watford. The weather, early rain should clear, leaving some sunny spells this morning, cloudier this afternoon Afternoon, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk/slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's, I'll be honest, it's been a mess. It's, it's, it's been a mess. In absolute chaos. Did we hear Dealey in the last hour, apart from when he delivered our breakfast? Because, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> he does more than that, surely, doesn't yeah. he? Doesn't what have we talked about, Catherine? I've, I've got no idea. Cats with their tongues out. Yep. Oh, I'm, 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 loads of you are tweeting me, at Ian Lee, with pictures of your cats with their tongue out. Everyone gets retweeted. Every one of Beautiful. those gets retweeted. Great sight. Uh, we're also talking about... Uh... One, sorry, the last one, Tammy I've just retweeted. Tammy the cat. Because normally they just put the tip of their tongue out. Tammy's like doing Gene Simmons. That's, I mean, that's like a human tongue. That yeah. can't be real. No, that can't be. You think real. that's been superimposed? Yeah, that someone's put someone's put, stuck a human tongue to her face. Anyway, go on, carry on. Uh, what else are we doing? Um, no, no. Um, That'll do, wouldn't it? There was something good. No. No, there was. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties oh. Radio. <clears throat> Noises you didn't expect to hear. Oh yeah. Because yeah. my sing. What? My sing. My sing. Who's that? You, uh, an Indian fella lives my next door to you. My sing. Mice sing. Yeah. Okay. So, what uh, funny noise have you heard? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Okay, thank you very much indeed. I think we can hear Kelly's scream now. <coughs> That's her. She falls off the edge of a building. 
Now, a petition has been launched in a bid to free a Stevenage man jailed for growing cannabis. And can I say, well done, everybody, because we've not done... We've not done the, um, should drugs be legalised phone-in, which would have been so easy to do. And, and the number of times I've talked about drugs on air and said, we're not doing that phone-in, and then people phone up and say, yeah, but we, I think it should be legal. b boring Well done, you, for all avoiding that. Sorry? We've had a comment on the texts. Stevenage man criminalised for breaking the law. Shock horror, says Simon in Smallford. Thank you, Simon. Um, 54-year-old Anthony Loffman pleaded guilty to the charge but claimed he needed the drug to manage his arthritis. The Hertfordshire Cannabis Club says, uh, Club says the 18-month sentence is a miscarriage of justice. Well, Jane Tapman is from Arthritis Research UK. Morning, Jane. Good morning. What is the Arthritis Research UK um, that, uh, uh, line on cannabis in terms of, of aiding the condition? Well, we don't, we don't believe that it should be made available for people with arthritis for, for various reasons. I mean, we, we completely understand that people with arthritis with severe arthritis and musculoskeletal problems can be in severe pain that, that probably can't be controlled in some cases by the kind of painkillers that are available. And we know that, that there's a big need for better effective pain medication. But, you know, people must remember that cannabis isn't legally available um, and it can have some serious side effects as well, including anxiety and, and seizures in some people. And we simply don't know enough about the way it works on the on the body's pain passages passageways for 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 us to even go down that path it, do, how much research is being done on on uh, uh, cannabis and refining cannabis so that the side effects you mentioned would be lessened well that's a, that's a good question and there has been some early research and we we ourselves have done some research at the university of nottingham looking into a particular compound that's part of cannabis called cannabinoid um, and we looked at the, at the effect of that on the, on the, bo on the body's pain-sensing pathways, and we found that it did actually seem to reduce pain. Um, but this is in rats, and most of the research that's been done into arthritis and pain and, and cannabis compounds have been on animals, and they've been very, very early experimental pieces of research. So there is some justification for saying that, you know, parts of the, some compounds that are found in cannabis do have pain-relieving properties but we need to find out more about the way that it works and we need to find out more about why it works and why it may have side effects before we could even think about it becoming a drug. I suppose if you're in a lot of pain and, and uh, touch wood I don't have arthritis and it's not, not you know I don't know if it's hereditary but it's not in my family but um, if you're in a lot of pain and your, your prescribed painkillers aren't doing the job anymore. And let's be honest, prescribed medi prescription medication also has uh, 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 unpleasant side yeah, effects. Absolutely. If you're desperate, you'll, you'll, you'll try anything, won't you? And a lot of people do find comfort in it, don't they? Some, some people do, and some people um, find different ways of managing their pain. They, they try alternative therapies, you know, kind of legal ones. Um, but there are also conventional methods that have been proven to work, and if, if people are struggling with the pain of their arthritis, the best thing to do would be to ask their GP if they could be referred to some kind of specialist pain management service. Most places in the country have them. There's a little bit of a waiting list. But, you know, these are experts in people who can teach other people how to manage pain effectively. And there's things like um, cognitive behavioural therapy, self-management techniques. We know that um, exercise, weight loss, muscle strengthening can all really, really help people with arthritis so drugs are only a small part of the way that you can manage it and you know people need to remember that cannabis is is an illegal drug so they, they you know they, they know what they're doing when they take it 
the risk, what the risks are. It is prescribed in some situations, and some people may find this uh, uh, surprising, but it, it can be legally prescribed to people with MS, can't it? Right, yeah, there's, um, it's a, a nasal spray called Sativex. Um, it's licensed in the UK on what, what's called a named patient basis, i.e. if the doctor thinks that you would benefit from the, this particular thing, that they will prescribe it. Um, but that's only for people with musculos- uh, with um, multiple sclerosis. Yeah. yeah, it's not available at all for people with other mm. conditions. And that may change as we find out more about the way that it works. Because mm. clearly there is something in it, or there's something in the compounds in cannabis that do seem to relieve pain, um, musculoskeletal pain. So we're very keen to, to pursue it from a research perspective. But we certainly wouldn't go around encouraging people no. to, to smoke cannabis. Jane, I really appreciate your, your thoughts on that this morning. Thank you. Jane Tabman uh, from Arthritis Research UK. The positives of uh, cannabis is it helps negate pain. The downside is it makes you think Bob Dylan is a good singer-songwriter. That's, um, that's that. David's in Hitchin. Good morning, David. And how are you? Oh, it's David, David. Yes, Catman. Spontaneous round of applause didn't quite take off there. <laughs> David, th- th- those who missed yesterday's show, I know what, uh, Catherine, why don't you remind us who David is and why you're going around his house soon? David has, uh, well, we don't know how many cats because you stopped counting at about 20. Is that right, David? That is right, yes. And He's also, a cat man. He doesn't think of them in terms of numbers. They're all individuals. Ah, uh, no, the way I refer to it is they are not numbers, they are names given with love. Names given with love, the best way to give names. We're talking this morning, uh, David, we're celebrating the magic of uh, hats off to cats with their tongues sticking out. Do your cats ever stick their tongues out? Not particularly, oh. but sometimes sometimes uh, when they're cleaning themselves, they'll stop and think and their tongue is still hanging out. Yeah, ah, concentration tongue. There's, um, um, I'm going to say um, Versace. Nope. Donatello. No. Carl Lagerfeld. There you go. Chanel designer. (laughs) Thank you, David. Carl Lagerfeld, 82, says his pet Siamese cat, Choupette. 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 Choupette, Choupette, Choupette. Which, if I'm not mistaken, is like a lollipop. Yeah. Was paid £2 million for two TV ads last year. Are you having a laugh? Have your cats ever earned you £2 million, David? No, but it could be an interesting facet, couldn't it? It wouldn't it, eh? Now, let's go through the cats we've got so far. We know that you like to stroke your little Frankie. Have you got... Yeah, is, is little Frankie out now, or is, is, he, is he asleep? He, he's on the windowsill at the moment. Gosh. And the neighbours don't mind looking at your little Frankie? <laughs> no, no, I've got a, a wonderful neighbour who comes from Wales. Turns a blind eye. Oh, better than that. She's a wonderful person. Does she stroke your little Frankie? Um, she did stroke Peggy Sue. Is that another one to add to the list? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the list we've got so far. Little Frankie, Stanley Dimitri, Yolandi Oliver, Dandy, Bambino, Rainbow, Sergeant, Bagpus, Bob Bob, and now Peggy Sue. And you're going to give us a few more of your cats today. Not literally, David, we don't want them here. <laughs> but I'd like to know the names. Who's your, who's your least favourite cat, David? Which is the one that, if you had to get rid of, you would quite easily? Now, I've got a regular uh, visit monthly from an RSPCA lady who keeps an eye on me. Oh, oh, and oh. She's tried, she's tried this, yeah. and I've said, look, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you might as well tell King David to cut the baby in half. How do I choose? Okay. 
Well, well you know, okay. Well, okay. I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut all of your cats in half, David. <laughs> Which one do you want me to cut in half first? The first thing. What? They're all special. They're all personalities. All right. Okay. Here's the question, David. Your house is on fire. It's not. Don't panic. Your house is on fire. You're stood outside. You're there with your lovely neighbour who strokes your little Frankie from time to time. You haven't got time for that now. You're in a panic. You've only got time to rush in and save one cat, David. No ifs, no buts, no maybes. If you, if you stop to think about it, they're all going to perish. You can only save one cat, David. Which cat's it going to be? My cats are so good, I can carry four in one go. All right. I'll, you pick, can... up, I'll pick up the first four I got to. And you'd let the other 16 die? Okay. No, no, I'm teasing. I get, no, I get burnt. I get burnt in the attempt. Do you know what? I would get burnt trying to rescue my little velvet from the house as well. Yeah. And people who haven't got cats don't understand that I would. I would totally get burnt rescue, getting my little velvet out, and and you would get um, stung getting your little Frankie out. So, you know, both of us could end up in jail together. Okay. Who's <laughs> next on the list after Peggy Sue, David? Uh, let's see. We've got Rover. R- That's a dog's name, mate. Yes, well, we had a rover who lasted for 16 years. He's, uh, he's named in, in honour of Rover. Yeah, OK, OK, so Rover 1 and Rover 2. Yeah, he's yeah. got a son called Revo. Revo? Well, That's... it's almost Rover back to front. That would be Revor. You was taking... Oh, uh, no, 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 Revo would, is nicer. Yeah, it is nice, actually. I like that, Revo. Revo, unarmed and dangerous. I think that was a film, <laughs> I think that was a film in the 80s. I oh, it was Remo. Uh, give us one more, David. Oh, um... Who can you see right in front of you now? Oh, that's Rob Roy. Rob Roy? Yes. I said, there we go, it's a new one, look at that. But listen, David, brilliant. I tell you what, David, we've got to go to the travel. Can we give you a call? Are you doing anything tomorrow, Good uh, Good Friday? Um, I've got to go along to a meeting later in the day. On Good Friday? Yes, uh, Easter meeting. Okay, fair play. Um, well, maybe we could call you on to because tomorrow's show it's it's the Kath and Ian show. Yeah. So Kath's in charge. Kath's presenting. I'm her co-host. Right. Yeah. So would you like would you like Kath? To, maybe we could call you up on tomorrow's show. Yeah. What time? About about twenty past eight, maybe. Oh, that'll be fine because I don't have to go out until about twelve. Oh, beautiful. We'll do that then, David. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Speak to you tomorrow. And you too. Thank you very much. Tata, what a nice fellow, isn't he nice? And he's right. I would, I would, um, if if I had to get my velvet out in a in a hurry, I would probably get burnt. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Same if he had to grab his little Frankie yeah. and pull it off. You guys go easy. Let's hope the window never ledge. happens. Yeah, keep our fingers crossed. She well, pet means sweetie, apparently. Oh. Oh, yeah. uh, Is that like Geppetto? No, Ge- no, Geppetto is something else. Okay. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And the A1M southbound is very slow through Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Mill Hill on the A1 Watford Way, it's looking busy between the A41 at their apex corner towards Mill Hill Circus. And it's also busy on the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the North Orbital Road. In Hartford on Gascoigne Way, that's looking slow at Ware Road. And on the Trains Virgin Trains East Coast are reporting 10 minute delays through Stevenage. That's because of a problem with the line side equipment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you. Sorry? So, oh, sorry, I got something good in my throat then. Well, put it back and uh, let's never mention this ever again. Thank you to everyone who's sending pictures of uh, their cats with their tongues out. Apart from Bruno, that's a cow.
And Wilson. Jonathan, have a look at Wilson the cat. Isn't that the most hideous... We've got with pictures yeah. of cats with their tongues sticking out, because I think it's adorable. But look at that leathery... It's one of those uh, hairless cats, isn't it? But it's got human eyes. Like a, like a little hot... It looks like a hot, I'll be honest, testicle. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Like a testicle? And look at it, it's all wrinkled and it's got a little bit of fuzz on it. <laughs> I see what you mean, on the top of its head. <laughs> it's thoroughly unpleasant. <laughs> right, let me... Uh... <laughs> oh, do you know what? I can't, we don't, we don't need that. Headlines, headlines, headlines. Headlines, headlines, headlines. You know, we'll, we'll, Simon will do them so much better than me at half past eight. Does your cat ever put its tongue out? Just like um, that. No, no, he doesn't do doesn't that. Pull a, doesn't, doesn't pull a thinking face. He does. Uh, he often drinks from the from the kitchen sink. Oh, dirty! He gets himself up on the sink yeah. and then he puts his head underneath the tap. Yeah. Oh. And he just licks it until a little bit of water comes out. Yeah. And what makes him really happy yeah. is if I just open the tap just a tiny bit so it just dribbles. Beautiful. Oh, he laps it up. Your cat used to be an indoor cat, didn't, didn't it? it? Well, he still largely is, right? Because he's not interested in going out. Do you ever, have you ever caught him doing a poo? Because the look on their faces when they when they realise you're watching them do it, they look so ashamed of themselves, don't they? I've they only look seen, so embarrassed. I've only seen him do it once outside in the garden because right. he's got a litter tray. Yeah, yeah. So he uses a litter tray. Yeah. And there was just one time last summer when I was sitting out in the garden having a gin and tonic yeah. and all of a sudden he kind of went over to the flower bed and he had, and I thought, he's going to have a poo in my flower bed. <laughs> and sure enough, he did, you know, he, up he went and there we go. And the little look of satisfaction on his face. Have you ever sprayed catnip on him? He, uh, catnip doesn't have any effect. Does it not? No. It didn't used to have an effect on my velvet, but now she's got older, it dry, It must remind her of her youth or something. It drives her nuts. Oh, really? She just starts rolling around. Maybe I should try it again. Yeah. I know, I used to buy all those toys with catnip. Never had any. Well, look at the spray. Because the toys don't never seem to work. The, you spray loads of it on them. They go mental. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's such fun. It's such good Is fun. Is it like squirting your cat with heroin? Um, no, because they don't bend over in half and stand there in a stupor. It's like um, it's like giving some sunny delight to some five-year-olds. <laughs> they go nuts. It's like that time I accidentally gave Red Bull to a baby. It went bonkers. Right, okay. It went bonkers. No, it's thoroughly, it's, it's thoroughly entertaining. They're fun cats, aren't they? They, yeah, they are. Oh, you've gone off cats since no, you've got that flipping dog. No, I'll tell you what, they, they, they are, and I do love my cat. And he's still he's still the uh, the screensaver on my mobile phone. But, but you can do more with dogs. Oh, you can do more with dogs. Right to be honest, I mean uh, there is a place I love my cat. Mate. Of an evening, the cat is lovely. You know, lie in front of the TV, the cat curls up next to it, lovely. A dog. Well, I'm not having my dog on the furniture. So you're, so. you're just checking the calendar with the cat, waiting for it to go. Then. But no, I hope it'll oh, be so around cold. for many many years. But the dog is more. You can do more with the dog. You can take it out. You know, you can't take the cat out, can you? You can't put the cat in the footwell of well, your there car. Was a, there was a cat the other day that we had on here, uh, on the Facebook page. Someone had taken it out for a walk on a lead. Yeah, but they're, they're weirdos. Yeah, they are weirdos. I mean, people who go out for a walk with a cat are weirdos. weirdos. You've disappointed me a little bit. I've gone off you a little bit. But he's still my screensaver on my phone. Well... I love him. What's on your show this morning, boss? Coming up on the big phone in this morning, uh, we're carrying on with this cannabis story you've been discussing oh, yeah. this morning. Very interesting. I'm going to be asking from Nine, do you have any sympathy for banged-up cannabis grower Anthony Loftman? Local people are signing a petition calling for the government to free a Stevenage cannabis grower from prison. 54-year-old Anthony Loftman was caught with 80 plants, but he says he uses them to manage his arthritis. This morning, 
the Hertfordshire Cannabis Club, has described the 18-month sentence as an appalling miscarriage of justice. The cannabis um, Anthony grew had been valued at between six to £24,000. Well, I want to hear your thoughts on this this morning from Nine. We'll continue the discussion. Do you have any sympathy for banged-up cannabis grower Anthony Loftman? I'd love your call on 08459 455 555. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tip-top etiquette expert William Hansen, who is not a fan of politicians oversharing. Oh, good afternoon, Roberto. I feel slightly nauseous about <laughs> that music. <laughs> Every weekday from three. Let's talk to Harriet Harman, the leader of the Labour Party. We've been in Bedford and Cambridge, and we've had very interesting discussions. Let's talk cold callers. Do you have a tried and tested method of getting rid of cold callers? You've got to make up a word before you go on the phone, and so you can fit that word in without them realising the most time. Saying um actually helps you feel calmer. Do you believe this? Show? Definitely. And since I read that, I've been doing it, and I'm well chilled. Roberto <laughs> Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three. Counties Radio. I don't want pictures of dogs with their tongues out. I don't want pictures of cows with their tongues out. At Ian Lee, pictures of your cats with their tongues out, please, if you would be so kind. Now, here's a story that we saw in the Daily Mail today. Move to a care home. It would be like going back to a POW camp. Sunblast's council has 100,000 signed petition to keep World War II hero 96 in his home of 46 years. Isn't it interesting? They've had over 100,000 signatures. The petition for the uh, gentleman sent to prison for 18 months with cannabis, 432. As a young prisoner of war, he survived the brutality of the Nazi death march across Europe. Now, 96-year-old Robert Clark, and there's a picture of him there, is engaged in a different sort of battle after a council refused to increase funding he needs for a live-in carer. Well, that's Robert Clark. His son is Mark Clark, who lives in Harpenton, and he joins us now. Morning, Mark. Uh, it's, it's mine, by the way. It's not Mark. It's Mike, Mike thank you. Sorry, thank you. Sorry, that's com- yeah. completely my fault. I do apologise. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Uh, good, t- good tell morning, us, Ian. tell us about Dad. Yeah, well, he's a, a very interesting character. He's uh, 96 years old, as you say. He's um, fully coherent and um, you know, loves uh, making decisions about his future life, really. And uh, simply, he wants to stay at home for the rest of his days, uh, which is probably not too much to ask. He um, w- w- he has carers going in at the moment. Does he have four visits a day? Yeah, well, he has a 24-7 live-in carer, which um, he needs to have. He needs uh, constant supervision because of his complex care needs. So she provides nursing and care support. Uh, and in addition, he gets other carers coming in each day. Uh, what the council don't want to do is recognise the cost that he's contributed for his live-in carer, which is uh, pretty um, appalling, really. Um and I've been fighting that for the last two years. Um, and what, 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 we'll come on to the money in a second, Mike. What, what, does, mm. what, does the, what do the carers do? What does he need them there for? How do they help him? Well, he's blind um, and he's uh, partially deaf. He's got uh, um, something called COPD, which is a respiratory problem. So he's got oxygen in the house. Uh, he can't walk now. He's lost the use of his legs, totally immobile. And um, because of his prisoner of war experience, he suffers from bad dreams and hallucinations at times, which keep him awake. What did he do in the war? Well, he was um, a normal soldier, actually. He was captured in Tobruk in 1942, and he spent three years in a prisoner of war camp. Uh, And as you said in your introduction, he survived uh, the death march, as it was called. He walked for a thousand miles in freezing cold conditions with uh, very little food and very little shelter. 
uh, under armed guards, of course. And uh, I think he's one of the oldest surviving prisoners of war from the Second World War now, at uh, 96. It, I tell you what's, what's funny, and when I say funny, I don't mean laugh out funny, I mean ironic, is we've we mm. got a news story about a footballer who's saying he doesn't want to, he wants more than £100,000 yeah. a week. Uh, and, and, people, and people, you know, kids look up to him as a hero. Your dad's the genuine article, isn't he? He's a proper hero. Well, we wouldn't be here today uh, talking about him if he, people like him didn't uh, do what they did 70-odd years ago. And uh, uh, the council don't recognise that, unfortunately. They don't treat him as uh, an individual. How did, how did the breakdown... Because I, I, I'll give you a little bit of my background, Mike. My mum uh, has got MS. She's nowhere near as old yeah. as this. But she had uh, carers going into her home four times uh, a day. And then I, we kind of had to, did have to make the decision, I had to make the decision, to move her into a care home. Uh, it, yeah. it is expensive, isn't it, having carers come... Each, each day and each week. How, do, how does the cost break down for you and your family? Well, he pays for his living carer. We pay, her, well, I do. I pay her a living wage. Um, I don't know if you want to know the amount of that. Well, if you're happy um, to discuss it, then, then, then do. I don't want you to say anything you don't want to say. Yeah, well, he pays £600 a week for his living carer, mm. and the other, the other costs for the 20, mm, 26 hours per week cost £360. Um, the council are only paying for that other part, the, the additional part, in other words, for people who come in. They won't recognise the contribution he's made towards his uh, living carer. They, they don't regard, regard it as what they call a disability-related expense, mm. which, which is pretty poor, really. Um, I mean, obviously, with your mum, you obviously made a decision that mm. it's the best thing for her, for her safety and her security. Um, my dad is totally coherent. He wants to stay at home, and he thinks if he goes into a care home, then it will be like losing his freedom. Um, his wife, my mother, actually died in a care home after being in a care home for three months, and oh, that's also yeah. influenced yeah. his decision too. But the, the council don't respond to that. They don't treat him as a, you know, his individual wishes. Um, they call it value for money, and um, you know, they treat him like a, an item on a spreadsheet, really. You, you, the, his savings are running out, which is why he can't afford yeah. the 600 quid a week for the carer, the living carer, is yeah. that right? It, it was a bit more than that previously, so I've managed to negotiate the money down slightly. But yeah, he spent £50,000 over the last two and a half years, which has been his life savings, uh, to pay for that live-in support. Here's the question I'm going to ask. I don't like to ask you, but if I don't, someone else will. Yeah. Uh, and it was a question that was asked to me loads, and I had perfectly good answers for it, and I'm sure you do. Why can't Dad come and live with you? Uh, well, our house isn't suitable. Um, he's got very complex care needs. Um, he needs um, two carers three or four times a day for hoisting and lifting. Mm. Um, our house would need to be totally reshaped. Um, and he wants his independence. Yeah. He loves living in his house. He's lived there for nearly 50 years. Um, um, the other question you might ask is, well, why doesn't he use his house to get some capital? Um, he doesn't. That's, it's a fairly complex structure with the ownership of his house. And the CARE Act introduced something yesterday called deferred payment arrangement. Mm. Uh, that's just a way, really, of, I think, of the council absolving some of their responsibility. Um, you know, actually using someone's house uh, to pay for their care costs when they've died. Um, and also there's something called a direct payment, which is being kind of talked about quite a lot. And again, that's another way for the council to pass over responsibility to an individual or their family to manage all of the care situation. Um, so I'd be very careful of these things called deferred, deferred payment mm. agreements and direct payments for people who are listening. What's what's going to happen? Where, where are, I know there's a, there's a petition that over 100,000 people have signed, and you can give that out if, if you want. What, what's what's going to happen next, Mike? 
That's a very good question. Um, I mean, there's 125,000. I, I looked this morning. Uh, there's lots of newspaper coverage today. As you said, the Daily Mail's covering it. The Daily Mirror as well, I think, today. Mm. Um, there was a feature on uh, RT News, which will go out uh, later. My dad was interviewed yesterday. Um, the council still aren't responding, actually. They're just keeping it straight to the same line they've done for the last two years. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fighting and battling a, a fairly um, steadfast council organisation who've got loads of lawyers and solicitors working for them, and it's just me on my own. Um, but now I've got 125,000 other people supporting me. But um, it's a good question. My dad is really anxious. He's worried. Uh, he's not sleeping well. He's worried about whether he's going to have to move out of his home, and he'll just give up if that happens. So um, well, I'm waiting to see. Yeah, it's a horrible situation, and when it comes down to you know to to, to pounds and pence and things like that, it's um, it's it's really unpleasant. Well, if people want to look at the petition, where can they find it? It's on uh, 30, 38 degrees um, um, campaigns for you site. Um, so they could go on that and just type in Robbie Clark. Uh, um, so again, that's been set up by you know, other people who are yeah. really interested in my dad's care. So. Right, would you keep in touch with us and let us know how, how it goes and how dad is? Yeah, as I say, hopefully in the next um, uh, few weeks we'll have some decisions. If not, then he's going to have to go into a care home and uh, that'll be the end of his day. OK, maybe we'll give you a call in a week or so and just check how things are. I really appreciate your time and coming on at short notice this morning, Mike. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Thank, Thank you very much indeed. There we go. What a nice bloke. And I've just retweeted um, his tweet about the with the link on it as well, yeah. so if anyone wants to see that. I mean, it's, it's, when you, it's just such a horrible situation. I've kind of just done a very, very rough, rough sum using the figures that are in the paper and that he's given me. Uh, the, the council would save, if he moved into a care home, would save about 450 quid a week. That's about 23 grand a year. Mm. It's a lot of money, but he's 96, and as Mike said... He's, you know, he's only got a few years left. He's not. He's not got mass. He's not going to be there for another twenty, thirty years. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? Well, Justin's going to go out on the streets for us and see if he can get some feedback on this. You know, to see whether you know someone's contribution to the country should give them any extra credits, so to speak. I mean, literally credits. It's a tough one. Well, let's give Mike a call maybe towards the end of next yeah, week definitely. or the week after and see what's going on. Thank you for chasing that one up, Catherine. Eight thirty. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40, and the A1M southbound's busy through Junction 7 for Stevenage, but it's also looking really busy on Broadhall Way and Stevenage in both directions at Gunnelswood Road. The CCTV control room said that's busy between the football ground and the A1M. In Luton on Stockingstone Road, that's heavy now at New Bedford Road between there and Vauxhall Way, and the A1 southbound starting to build up between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabouts. On the trains, Virgin Trains East Coastal warning of possible 10-minute delays through Stevenage because of a problem with the line-side equipment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. I'm just about to retweet a picture of Rocky the cat. I hope you enjoy. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. A second person will appear in court today charged with the murder of a man whose body was discovered at a Buckinghamshire traveller's site. Rail passengers are facing Easter disruption due to major works at Watford. Parts of the West Coast main line will be shut with Virgin trains running no further south than Milton Keynes. London Midland services will terminate at Hemel Hempstead. Seven party leaders will go head-to-head tonight in the main televised debate of the election campaign and over 400 people have signed a petition to free a Stevenage man from jail after he was found guilty of growing cannabis. Anthony Loffman was jailed for 18 months, but the 54-year-old claimed he needed the drug to help manage the pain from his arthritis. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Liverpool and England forward Raheem Sterling has denied being a money-grabbing 20-year-old despite there being no agreement on a new contract with the club. Sterling is thought to have turned down a deal worth £100,000 a week. I don't think the public can see it that way. I think they just see it as this 20-year-old boy just being greedy. But I personally just want to um, take the time to, to think about where I have, um, what I've achieved in my career so far and where... I need to go and, and, and what I need to, to do to get, to get better as a player. The busy Easter football programme gets underway tomorrow with games for Wickham, Luton, Stevenage and Watford. The League Two promotion battle continues tomorrow afternoon with third-placed Wickham at home to Oxford. Luton will check on the fitness of striker Elliot Lee and skipper Steve McNulty as they host playoff rivals Exeter with manager John Still facing criticism after a six-match losing run. What it is is what it is and whatever we have to go with, we'll go with and we'll work as hard as we can and try and get ourselves back into that groove. Again, when it's tough, when people have got to stand up, well, it's been tough, this has been tough, I've had it great here, it's been tough, well, I'm sure I'll get it tough again, just go and keep working hard and do what you always do. And Stevenage now level on points with Luton, host Tranmere. The Borough have extended Bruno Andrade's loan from QPR until the end of the season. Second place, Watford resume their championship promotion challenge tomorrow evening. The Hornets go to fifth place, Derby. In League One, MK Dons travel to promotion rival Swindon on Saturday lunchtime. And in rugby, Bedford beat the Army 47-24 in last night's Mobs Memorial match at Goldington Road. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. on calling me down the road it's where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home
There's a world that's waiting to unfold A brand new tale no one has ever told We've journeyed far, but I know it won't be long We're almost there and we paid our fare with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on So if you BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a great picture in the sun. There's loads of good little stories in the papers there. The last few days have been rubbish, but Mm -hmm. there's some really good ones today. You see the the teacher trying to break a a breeze block? No. Right. Was so, this for a scientific experiment? Yeah, so there's, um, there's, uh, it's in America. There's a lad lying on the floor, a bit of wood and a breeze block, OK, on his chest. Oh. He's got a helmet on, so he's safe. He's got a helmet on. Has he got safety specs on? Uh, he's got goggles on and a helmet on. Yeah, right. it's fine. OK, fine. So a teacher's got an axe, OK? Hang right. on, the kid's got this breeze block on. The kid's got the breeze... I say kid, I mean, there's like... He looks 15, 16, 17, something like that, OK? Uh. So he's got the breeze block... And the, the, the thing is, the teacher's showing that... But, the, but with the right force in the right place, you can break a breeze block like that. They're quite easy to break. It's very thin. Mm. So yeah, the but you don't put it on a kid. You have it on you, don't you? He's you lying on the floor. Go for it. He's lying on the... I'm just a kid with an axe, mate. I say it's an axe. I don't know if it's sharp. He's got... He's got like, it's like a mallet or something. Oh, right, yeah. So he's... The kid's lying on the floor. He's got the breeze a block sledgehammer. Yeah, something like that. The teacher stood, got his feet either side of the kid's legs. He swings, OK? Oh, no! He swings it down. No! Misses the breeze block. No! Hits him in the plums. Oiz! Hits him right in the plums! But a good teacher would turn that into a lesson. This is the moment a teacher slams... It says an axe here, it's hard to tell from the picture, into a pupil's groin. Eesh. And why he was reportedly axed from his job. He was meant to smash a breeze block the student was holding. The agonising scene is thought to have been filmed in the US. No, I don't even have that part, but even I'm wincing. I would love to do that to certain members of my team. Paul Scoynes! Hi. Hi. Morning, Scoynesy. You all right? Yeah, well, now, um, who am I speaking... Am I speaking to Scoynesy, Scoynesy, Scoynehead? Or am I speaking to BBC Three Counties rep- uh, political reporter Paul Scoynes? You talk to whoever you want. Are you drunk? No. Early morning scoins. Are you? Have you got? Um, have you been uh, doing some investigative journalism into this cannabis story? <laughs> Are you experiencing cannabis? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, my arthritis all over the shop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, Scoynes, uh, mm. strange times for, for politics. Could you very briefly, because I've, A, I've not read the email, and B, our <laughs> listeners might be confused, we are deliberately not talking about politics specifically at the moment. Why is that, please? What are the rules? Well, you are entirely in, uh, able to talk about politics. You just oh. have to make sure that uh, it's, it's a balanced representation of the party's views across the uh, period of the election, Ian. So you can talk to, about politics to your heart's content. So, I, so OK, but I, if I were to talk about a specific candidate standing uh, in a specific area, I would, then, would I then have to reference all of the other candidates? 
Yeah, if you were talking about an issue of the, about their area, their ward, yeah. for example, if they were standing as a councillor or if they were standing as an MP, yeah. it would be fair for us to hear a range of those views from the major uh, parties uh, across the campaign. So if you were going to talk about a ward issue, then you would need to hear about what the, all the other candidates thought about. Um, you know, there are certain uh, elements of how much time we can give to certain people, because yep. some electorally kind of justify more sort of coverage. I'm just going to stop you for a second, people. Paul. I'm just yeah. going to... Hang on a second. No, 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 no. Hang on. Mm. Just to make yeah. it a bit more... No, just to make it a bit yeah, more fun no, for the I, kids. I, I can understand that. I'm genuinely interested, yeah. but it's it's yeah. it's half-term and, uh, you know, kids will be going, Mummy, yeah. Mummy, why are these two boring old men banging on? Uh, now well, there's the, a whole uh, BBC initiative to get young people voting, of course. <laughs> <which> is, uh... <laughs> well, of course, of course, UKIP uh, don't want the young people uh, voting. If there were to be a referendum... Are we allowed to talk about this? Hang on, what? What do you, what do you mean? The UKIP don't want young people voting? If there were to be a referendum into Europe, did you read uh, this? Well, this is this is the 16-17-year-old. Yeah. yeah, I did see that. Am, yeah. am I, are we allowed to talk about sure. that? Oh, of course you can. I wasn't quite sure what their reasoning for it was. No, their reasoning. Was. The reasoning is, and I can't find. I heard it on the uh, on the radio yesterday. And I saw it in the papers, and of course I can't find it. Uh, the UKIP uh, reasoning is. Here we go. UKIP. This is in the the mirror. Okay, well, mm-hmm. you've got to be aware that, of course, everybody is coming from a bias. Yeah, the, the mirror love UKIP, don't they? UKIP pupils EU brainwash. UKIP said yesterday, 16-year-olds should not vote in an EU referendum because they have been brainwashed, brainwashed by colouring books. Oh, yeah. Deputy Chairwoman Suzanne Evans accused the EU of pumping propaganda into primary schools. So basically uh, they're saying they won't vote for what we want, so we don't let them vote. Well, anyway, listen. I, I haven't been to a primary school for quite a while, so I don't know what they're teaching kids. <laughs> you will be in a couple of years, Scoins, <laughs> when you, this career fails and you're desperately trying to find a job elsewhere. <laughs> I went to a primary school. Do. I went to a primary school uh, recently and taught them Spanish. Does that mean I was pumping EU propaganda into them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now the debate tonight, Paul. I'm not going to watch it because I bet it's really, really boring. Mm. How is it going to work? I think there's seven of them, aren't there? That's crazy. Um, any, you just can't. Well, it's going to be a, a complete. You nearly expressed an opinion there. I nearly did. Yeah. Um, seven people, two hours, ITV. Uh, you it, know, it can't it, work, can it? This is this is the nonsense that Cameron at work. Cameron, it seems to me, is the one that was was holding off on this. It would if, if we kind of believe the reports, and. Uh, 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 at worst, he's probably going to get two time for two really awkward questions thrown at him, isn't he? Well, that's probably the reason that he wanted all yeah. of the uh, people on board, because it dilutes everything. And, you know, rather, as we saw with the other debate, which I have to admit I didn't see, <laughs> I watched highlights. I watched highlights. Wow. Um, the, oh, yeah, well, you know, it was on a uh, Channel 4. Um, the... I think that that obviously throws into more clear focus of two people when you have it sort of just between two people. And when you have it between seven, it obviously just dies everything down a little bit. And, um, you know, but, but it would be interesting to see just how, whether or not all the other party leaders just turn on the Prime Minister and uh, attack him, because that's obviously what he doesn't want. But, um, you know, for the smaller parties, if you like, this is a, a great bit of exposure in the midst of an election campaign that probably probably they wouldn't get ordinarily. So without these debates, you wouldn't hear from uh, those smaller parties.
the, uh, the, 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 no, the same degree. No monster raving yeah. loony party, which I think you need a bit yeah. of comic relief there, don't you? That's a, yeah, it's a big mess. Yeah. I, uh, I, who is in charge now? I don't know quite who the leader of that party is. I, I don't think they have that. Screaming Lord Sutton. Yes, they just wander around aimlessly. Although, uh, from your recent interview with the monster <laughs> raving loony, I was surprised at the uh, the sort of seriousness of some of their, their policies. <laughs> some, some of you them mean is. the mid-beds minx? Whoa! Yeah. Other... Oh, now we've actually got to say it. That's not her real name. No, but now I've you, now you've mentioned the, the the region. I've actually got to say it, haven't I, Paul? I don't think so. No. She said he, the region full, and screaming. A full, a full list of all candidates standing in the mid Bedfordshire election are on the BBC. Now earlier on, you may have heard we had a little bit of fun. We played a little artsy, a little scene of mm. what I imagined it would be like <laughs> in your house. Yeah. Uh, you watching uh, the debate in your pants uh, and yeah. your wife calling you upstairs. Of course, I that was cruel. That was rude of me. Uh, yeah. I believe that your you wife it, your you... wife isn't actually at home tonight and you won't be wearing any pants. <laughs> Both of those are true. <laughs> <laughs> That's a more accurate description. Is That's it is it a big night? Are you gonna you gonna get like um dominoes and sit there and watch it? Hey, why not? You wanna come? No. A few tinnies. Okay. I'm busy. Really? I'll be asleep. I, yeah, I should watch it really. Two hours though. <laughs> <laughs> it's your job. <laughs> I tell you what, Paul, to fill you with enthusiasm, uh, it's, it's the Kath and Ian show tomorrow. You watch it, and then we'll we'll um, we'll get you to describe it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. But we'll we'll find do a way I, of making need, it interesting. Do I need to watch all of it? Yes, you do. I'm going to ask you what happens at the beginning, the middle, and indeed the very end. I've got an idea to pet things up. Why don't you play a game while it's going on, and, and maybe have I don't know a list of phrases, and if you hear the phrase, you have to do a thing. I can't play Grand Theft Auto at the same time as watching telly. It doesn't work. Paul, thank you very much. Speak to you tomorrow. Ta-ra. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On the A1 southbound, that's looking very busy between the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabouts. And in Luton, it's busy on Stockingston Road, eastbound between the A6 New Bedford Road and Vauxhall Way. In Harpenden, on Luton Road, it's very slow southbound between Cooter's End Lane and Station Road. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. By the way, and I don't... Uh, this. I've got to say, the, the pictures of your cats with their tongues out are simply wonderful. Kath, what's that, what, that video <laughs> I've just retweeted? I'm just showing Kelly. Um, it's uh, somebody at the door. There's a cat, <laughs> cat holding onto the front door, <laughs> but not at the bottom, halfway up. They've rung the doorbell. They've rung the doorbell. At Ian Lee, if you want to follow those, I know. It's, it's, it's what the internet was built for. Cats with their tongues out. 8.46. It is uh, Thursday, the 2nd of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A second person will appear in court today charged with the murder of a man whose body was discovered at a Buckinghamshire traveller's site. Rail passengers are facing Easter disruption due to major works at Watford and a petition has begun to free a Stevenage man from jail after he was found guilty of growing cannabis. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, very good morning to you. Um, we've had a lot of cloud around, a lot of damp start to the day, but things are improving through the morning and by the time we get to the afternoon, we may even see a bit of sunshine perhaps towards eastern areas, but a lot of cloud around at the moment, brightening up though as we speak and, um, and by the afternoon it will be bright, I think, just about everywhere. Top temperatures up to 10 or 11 degrees Celsius, 52 in Fahrenheit. The winds are a lot lighter than they have been too, so just a gentle breeze through today rather than all that blustery stuff. Overnight tonight, then we'll start to see a return to the cloudy, damp conditions, outbreaks of rain into tomorrow morning, a mild night to come, lows of six or seven degrees. Good Friday is looking rather wet. There'll be outbreaks of rain on and off through the day, really quite drizzly, perhaps clearing away for a time in the afternoon, but the rain never too far away. Still feeling mild, claggy, top temperatures at 11 or 12 degrees Celsius. And then a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, they'll be dry, a little bit cloudy, but you know, dry, which is good for a bank holiday weekend. A few breaks in the cloud perhaps coming at times. That's the forecast. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks. So what we're talking about then is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. When you have a cough which can seem quite innocuous in this way but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your pets. Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross and it will be epilepsy and even law you still cannot say judge you have to stick to this but the judge's approach now is going to be well why shouldn't we local advice for local people nick coffer weekdays from 12 on bbc three counties radio Okay, so I've, Kelly broke the phones, is she? What did she do? I don't know what's happened with the phones, but they've slowly died in the course of the morning. Yes. We can just about phone out, but uh, we can't pick up. Kath, you could pick up anywhere. Well, do you still like the one show? Uh, no. Okie dokie, doggy, daddy. There's, uh, yeah, I was going to say something, and I just, my, I just had a little bit of. Uh, Oh, there's a there's a local story in the Sun. Have you seen another this? one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Luton, Luton lad. Go on. Luton lad went and got a classy tat done. He's um, he he loves Jesus. Right. You seen this? Oh, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I um, didn't realise it was local. Yeah, yeah, he's local. Where have I... Uh, I've called it Jesus Tat, and it's page 37 of the... Uh, some, yeah. Is it because it's Easter coming up, he's thought? He's had Jesus tattooed on his on his arm down there, and it looks... I'll be honest, it looks blooming nut. It looks beautiful. Real, it's exactly what Jesus would have wanted. How does he know it's Jesus? Huh? Well, it's Jesus. It looks like him. Is it good? Uh, but he, he, he ran off. A brazen thief who ran from a tattoo parlour without paying for this £250 inking of Jesus... <gasps> is inking of being hunted by the cops. Didn't I put he, that uh, in. help himself to the contents of the till as well? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah here we go. Did. Look, the crook sat for six hours while the artwork was etched on his right arm, then fled as the artist called a colleague about payment. Parlour owner Joanne Baum... Baum? A baum, chicka, wow, wow. Baum? B-A-U-M? Yeah, I'd say that. ...believes the man also took £1,000 from behind her counter. CCTV footage from the Red Ink shop in Luton shows the suspect stuffing cash into his jeans during a break before sitting down to have his artwork finished. <gasps> Cheeky swan. He also had a praying he also had a praying hands tattoo saying only God can judge me. Well, yeah, God, and ultimately when they catch you, the judge. Joanne said it's ironic he'd clearly decided to embrace Christianity and one of their major beliefs is thou shalt not steal. I thought another one was thou shalt not get rubbish tattoos done of our Lord Jesus Christ. To have someone sit there for six hours talking about their life intimately and then uh, to do this is unbelievable. 
Um, the suspect first booked his appointment two weeks ago and negotiated a discount from 420 to 250. Police said the well-built six-foot suspect is thought to be Asian and in his 20s. From Luton. And he's got two new tattoos. Well, he's got, the thing is, as well, the Jesus tattoo, it, it, the head is kind of at the, 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 the bottom of the shoulder. What form is it? Is it Jesus on the cross? Is that what it is? No, it's Jesus. It's Jesus doing that. Oh. Um, and then it goes down, obviously, his arm. So even if you wore a T-shirt, you're still going to see Jesus' waist and legs. Right. So... Um, Bit of a giveaway. We should, we should have sent Just Out. Maybe we'll send Just Out on that next week to go and have a little look for uh, Jesus Tatman. Mm. Someone will know this plan, won't they? Well, yeah. Well, you got your arm covered up. Nothing. Why? Well, well, nothing. No you reason. Seem to, you seem to be in a bit of discomfort. Yeah. Since, since you turned to Jesus a few weeks ago, you've you've uh, you've turned you you know you've you're covering your arms like nothing. <laughs> Nothing, Joss! What are you laughing nothing, at? Nothing, nothing. Uh, listen, I heard about this story ten minutes ago. I thought it was a late April Fool's story, but no, it's absolutely no, it's true. true. Next week, I'm going to find this man, yeah. and I'm going to put the tough questions to him. Well, where's it? Red Ink? Where's that? In, that it says it's in Luton. I'm guessing uh, there's a couple of tattoo parlours uh, uh, around. It might mm. be worth having a little chat local with them. And, and local. Yeah, well, uh, Julie, let's join forces with Red Ink. Let's, yeah. um, let's uh, sponsor... <laughs> let, the BBC officially sponsors Red Ink. Have you know, seen Winston this tattoo. tat? Have you seen this tat mm. being worn by a twit? Careful. Andy! Hello! Hello, Andy! You just said you couldn't receive calls, and I'm coming in oh. on, on, the, on the line. I can't. That's wrong. Oh, oh, Catherine, hang on, hang on a second, Andy. You raise an excellent point, mate. Let me just turn to yeah. my team that spread the vicious lies. Yeah. Katarina, what is going on what, with you, Katarina? I, I will said, have to send you back to Russia. What I said was I can't pick up. Can't pick up. But Kelly can. Oh, it was Kelly. It, Andy, it's, yeah. that's not the, impre she, the impression she gave, uh, Andrew. Hey, yeah. and, and then someone rang up. Yeah. Did you see what I did? Oh, the impression she really? gave, Andrew, was that the phones were knick-knacked. No, well, thank you so much. Have you called in for any reason other than to prove yeah. Katerina wrong before I send her back to no. Russia? No, a couple of things. I think you ought to get J-Dog to ask a question to the public. Well, Jay, you're question. speaking to yes. J-Dog now, Andy. Where are you going, mate? You're through to me, Andy. J-Dog, I think we ought to, you ought to ask what has happened to Luton Town Football Club. Uh, it's a very good question. Um, I think some of the reasons which might come in, uh, we might not be able to broadcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, it, it may be a question for another day, but unfortunately, Ian, he's been yeah. to one Luton Town game with me, Luton against oh. Millwall, and it's scarred him for life. He's refused rubbish. to go to a football match ever again. Well, it was absolutely rubbish, mate. It's it was a, a horrible out. atmosphere. It was tense. It was unpleasant. <laughs> there was racist chanting going on. It was horrible. Sounds like your programme. <laughs> it sounds like the meeting after of the programme. Yes. Anything else, Andy? Because um, you're, you're, you're boring me a little bit. <laughs> no, the, the, other thing, the other thing I was going to um, say was, why don't you like the one show? It's got nothing to do with the fact they sacked me just because I did a prank call to Five Live once. Oh, did they? Oh, what? Right. No, well, I don't know what you're talking about. It's boring, Andy. It's blandy, Andy. I think it's good. Did you see it last night? No. Ricky Wilson, Ricky Wilson was with Emma from The Voice. They seem to be getting on quite well to me. Well, where's the interest in that? Well, it's quite interesting. But what would tell me what was interesting about it? <laughs> I like, anyway, I like Alex 
<laughs> Thank you, Andy. Exactly. You like Alex Jones. That's the reason he likes it. Terrible programme. Oh, I like Andy. Uh, I, well, yeah, OK. Uh, now, Justin. Yes, but We sent you out on this story. Remind us of this story, Catherine. This is the story of Robert Clark. We spoke earlier on to his son, Mike. And um, Robert is uh, in Brent at the moment. He's blind. He's 96 years old. Uh, and he survived the Nazi death march. He's a war veteran. Um, and uh, he wants to stay in his own home. His son thinks that given his contribution uh, in the past, then it's it's rather mean of uh, the council not to give him enough money to be able to stay at home. He can't afford the uh, home care that would be necessary to meet his needs, and he doesn't want to go into a home. Uh, a petition's been launched online, and something like 125,000 people have already signed it. So we were asking the question, Justin... Do war veterans slash heroes deserve special treatment? Um, one person in this piece coming up here actually works for a council. Uh, we're not going to name him, so um, he's got a bit of an insight into, into what we're talking about here. Um, One-way traffic on this one. Everyone's got the same opinion. Here's what people had to say this morning. Definitely. They definitely they defend, they defend our country, put their lives on the line. They definitely do. So the man we're talking about today, who needs extra funding, over 100,000 signatures, you're fully behind him. Of course. <laughs> I mean, you're laughing about it. It's, it's that simple for you. This it, man deserves special treatment for what he's done. If someone put his lives in line to find, defend our liberties, defend this great country of ours, definitely do. Thanks for your time. All right. Do you think, sir, that, that war veterans do deserve special treatment in this country? Sounds yes, they do. Yeah, it sounds fair to me. Fought for us, so why not? You should get everything you should for free. I mean, even though councils are struggling and they're saying he's not a special case, is he a special case? Yeah, he is a special case. Do you think, because he's a war veteran, that he deserves special treatment? Uh, I think he does. Um, people should respect what someone's done in the past, especially for their country. So despite this council saying he's not a special case, in your opinion, because of what he's done, he is a special case? Uh, I believe he is, yes, definitely. But where do you draw the line, though? It's yeah. tough, isn't it? Yeah, but the only problem is the government has cut funding so badly that most councils have got no money anymore, and it's a very difficult decision. In actual fact, it's the government's uh, fault, not the council. They should give them more money. They've had their um, funding cut by probably... 20% and they've now got a future further 20% cut as well. So despite the cuts though, the council we're talking about here in question, they should find that money. They should find it somewhere for this man and his current plight. Uh, yes, I believe so. Justin, great stuff. We've only got a minute left, and I have yeah. to tell you, I'm looking at Gavin Shuker's nipples. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you seen this? Uh, no, I, I've seen him. Oh. What is it about Gavin Shuker? Before we saw him in... Uh, what was he wearing before? A balaclava he, he came in. He had a balaclava well, I wish he were wearing it now. There's an <laughs> article which Paul Scoynes has sent me in the Daily Mail. Three MPs have busted the fat. Uh. Can you see it, Catherine? I'm not going to be able to unsee this, am I? I can see Gavin Shuker's nipples. Here's a, a question for next week. You name me a more handsome MP. Oh, no, we can't have that conversation. We can't have that conversation. Can not? not until after the election. Oh, 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 we've got to invite every single MP yeah, on to defend Exactly. <laughs> Justin, thank you very much. Are you on tomorrow, Just? What are you doing? Um, no, I'm not on tomorrow or Saturday. I'm back on Monday after you, 9 until 12. Brilliant. Three hours of great music. Thank you very much indeed. If you want to see Gavin Shuker's nipples... He's, he's done a thing. Him and two other MPs have decided to lose weight and uh, it involves some rather personal photographs. If you go to the Daily Mail website, it's there. Catherine, it's you and me tomorrow, the Catherine Ian Show. Yeah. Just playing records and looking at the papers. Yeah, we'll be keeping our clothes on. Aren't we? Oh. I may not be able to come in then. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
it's slow on the M25 anti-clockwise around Junction 16 for the M40. And it's also busy on the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the North Orbital Road. In Hartford on the speed sensors, the A414 is looking slow eastbound between Thieves Lane and Cross Lane. And the A1 southbound is busy from the St. Neots Junction towards the Black Cat roundabouts. On the trains, Great Northern and Virgin Trains East Coast have 10-minute delays through Stevenage because of a problem with the lineside equipment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha, thank you very much indeed. At Ian Lee, if you want to have a look at the nonsense I've been tweeting on Twitter, I won't tweet Gavin Shuker's nipples. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that as a, a little something that you can uh, have a look for yourself if you want on the internet. I won't get involved with that. Tomorrow, 6 till 9, uh, it's a slightly different show. It's the Kath and Ian show. We just play records go through the papers. If we can get the phones working, you'll be more than welcome to call in. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you have any sympathy for banged-up cannabis grower Anthony 